Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. Time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for the lust. Blindly passing, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul. For a chance to receive his mark Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the days that we are in right now. Thank you for the times that are happening, all the things that are happening around us. What a blessing. So many people are a little bit alarmed. Uh, This is exactly what the scripture says. When your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Praise God. We thank you, Jesus, for that. And, Father, we just want to praise you for all all of the times. I mean, I don't have any idea how many there are, but for me, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times where um, you have – stepped in and done amazing things, uh, changed my life, uh, brought me to new places. I just pray in the name of Jesus that I haven't, oh, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, um, that, you know, that I haven't, you know, done anything to displease you over the years. I have had, I have had my struggles. I know that many of us have had them. Uh, and, uh, Praise you, Father, for holding my hand. I want to thank you for Brother Randall, uh, who blessed all of us in a powerful way. Uh, Rathbun, I still got to change the R in the title of the show. I wanted to get as many people to listen to the program on podcast before I dorked up the link. Um, but anyway, Father, we just want to praise you for this electronic ecclesia. We want to thank you for the opportunity to be able to you know, reveal the works of the darkness, maybe possibly even reveal some of the biblical... Uh, mysteries that are associated with, with the you know the things that Jesus said. Why did he constantly say you know uh, serpents and scorpions? Why did he use those terms continuously in his uh, dialogue and admonishment of the various people and the warnings that he gave his believers? Even in Luke 10 verse uh, I believe it's 19. I'm going to have to do so much from memory. And please forgive me, folks, if I uh, dork up tonight because it, the amount of information that I have on this subject could fill at least a 600-page book easily and probably a whole lot more. And the citations, it would take me 
over probably about six to eight months to do just the citations that are associated with um, keeping up you know, to cite, you know, that your sources and the different books and all the and all that. You know, it's 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 phenomenal the amount of work that's involved. Words can't describe it. I mean, that's really the honest goodness truth. Uh, and Father, we just want to praise you for this opportunity. I see um, some of the information on. Oh, the sound console is not exactly right, and I don't understand why, uh, uh, but I uh, am going to go ahead and trust uh, Sister Vera and also Brother Justin for their feedback on the sound quality. It says you are live, and it sounds great. Thank you, Brother Justin. Uh, Sister Vera, let's see here. She says sound is good, so we'll just run with that. Um, I, I really don't know, and I've never been able to figure out, even with the expertise I have five years as an audiovisual engineer, believe it or not, for one of the world's largest audiovisual companies. Uh, and uh, and I, I, I'm, you know, what can I say? I used to be extremely good at it. And I honestly do not know why the every single program, I don't know why it happens. Uh, and the only thing that I can attribute it to is fluctuations in the internet and fluctuations in uh, the um Blog Talk Radio Central System because all, all you know I I I have no idea to me that's almost like magic we're talking about extremely advanced technologies although it may not seem like it it really is very extremely what Blog Talk Radio pulls off and has been pulling off for many years uh, is nothing less than well beyond words it it is absolutely astonishing all right praise god thank you jesus so anyway i'm just going to go ahead and run with it even though my meters and cables and schmables and lights and gadgets and on gizmos and all that kind of stuff are telling me that things aren't working very well and i'm just going to trust and believe in the lord and i uh, hope that uh you know the feedback that i'm getting from the people in the audience is uh accurate and we're just going to run with it uh and again i'm getting more confirmations that the sound is good praise god all right praise you jesus now um so I'm not going to look at my mixer because if I look at my mixer, it, gives, it freaks me out because, uh, like I said, the lights aren't right. All right, Father, we just want to thank you again. Thank you, Father, for placing, imparting upon my spirit and my soul, my, my, my heart, my everything. Father, just overwhelming me years and years ago with a desire not to move off of Blog Talk Radio. Father, so many people insist very very persistent over the years have asked me so many times fervently asked me to move over to youtube to do live feeds to do similar things with facebook and look at where we would have been we would have been wiped out as a matter of fact it wasn't that long ago thank you father that uh, brother jimmy buchanan uh wrote me multiple articles and said he had to move us over to i think rumble or something like that because every you know they have these uh, extremely advanced artificial intelligence uh sound analyzers that they run on YouTube videos and they can hear keywords, which is fascinating because uh, it, it's it really is it's it's ultra super advanced, probably alien technology, uh, and um, so anyway. Uh, Father, we just want to thank you because if it wasn't for your impartation, and I, I don't know what I don't know what to call it, supernatural impartation of will upon my heart not to do things. I didn't know why I felt that way, but I just felt that way that I shouldn't do it. 
I, I mean, there was times when I was looking into it. There was times when I was looking at making investments. There was, oh, my goodness, so many times. And now it's like, praise you, Jesus, I understand why more than ever before. And I couldn't have seen it. You, you Father, and only you know the beginning from the end. And I praise you for the supernatural touch that you have placed upon my life as of late, especially within the last three to four weeks, where you're like downloading information to me in an amazing, I mean, it's, just, it's like never ending. I, I'm getting more and more stuff like almost every day, every other day. Sometimes there's a couple of days that are, there's a resting period and then more stuff happens. And all I can say is thank you, Father God, praise you, Jesus, for these impossible coincidences that I have come over 12 years of time to recognize that it is you speaking to me. I know that it doesn't mean that I'm in any way privileged. I know that it doesn't mean I'm in any way not disqualified. I don't know what that meant when Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians, oh gosh, chapter 9, where he was talking about, you know, certain behaviors and such, because, Father, they're just not, for our period of time here on the earth, for the 21st century, what Paul was saying to the Church of Corinth is nebulous. I mean, I'm sorry, but that it is nebulous. Uh, he had now some of the things that he said were very clear, and some of the other things that he said were not nearly as clear. And so, as we self-examine, many of us struggle with understanding precisely what these things mean. And we have to trust upon you and the Scripture and James one five. If anyone seeks wisdom, let them ask God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it shall be given them. Father, you have to, and I pray in the name of Jesus, we trust you, we need you. I don't mean you have to, but we beseech you to know where our hearts are, to know that we're lifting our hands up and asking you for help. Know how desperately we want to be part of the barley harvest. Know how much we want to serve you and make you pleased with us. We want to have we want to get a hug from Jesus. I mean, really, at the end of the day, we want a hug, a welcome home. A, and, you know, of course, we would adore inheritance and rewards. We would adore um, maybe having a city mansion. We would adore being part of the barley harvest and the first fruits. We would adore it. We, I'm sure we would. Why wouldn't we want it? Of course we would want it. Do we feel worthy? Of it? Of course we don't feel worthy of it. But, Father, we're just going to trust you in all the things that we have to go through, all the things as we soul search, as we seek you out, as we pray and, and, and understand what fear of the Lord means. And, you know, now knowing these things, brethren, let us cleanse ourselves of all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. First Corinthians, uh, let's see, Second Corinthians 7, 1, I believe it is. Praise God. And like I said, please, everyone... In the name of Jesus, if I misquote scripture verse and, you know, chapter and verse and stuff, please take the words, search on them on, in, you can use Google, you, uh, which of course wouldn't be my first choice. You can use DuckDuckGo, which is your only hope to find uh, even remnants of the information that we're going to be touch, touching upon tonight. And you might say out there, and Father, I, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will anoint my words and that the words will only be those of which you that ought to be spoken and, and that we are re only doing this not to uh, lift up and make uh, anything out of these filthy beasts that they are. They are filthy, 
filthy, stinking, wretched, hellacious, evil creatures from the bowels of Sheol, and they shall be cast into the lake of fire. We know this beyond any shadow of a doubt, and we know that we have unbelievable power over them. Which is why G- Jesus, you are Lord, said, uh, I have given you power. Uh, you know, um, uh, you have been given, oh, goodness gracious, sakes alive. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I'm just going to turn it over to you. going to let the Holy Spirit take over from here. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. What in the world does that mean? And were those words translated properly? Did we accept a new vernacular for the creatures that we're dealing with on this earth? Is the translation that is in our Bible referring to serpents and scorpions and the, and the continuous references of Jesus through his admonishment to the Pharisees, are they referring to these beings that we will be talking about tonight? And I submit the answer is absolutely yes. Absolutely yes. Because you know what? I've been studying this stuff for a very long time, and there ain't anything else that could be. has to be. Pro- simple process, simple anointed Holy Spirit-filled process of elimination would tell you, absolutely, this is exactly what Jesus was talking about. He had the ability, of course, to be able to see what they really were. Okay? Vipers, he used to say. Right? Warnings. He would look at them. He could see what they were. We don't have that ability. There may be some people out there with an advanced version of the of the um, Holy Spirit gift of discernment that have the ability to see certain things. Uh, I, I've been exposed to that uh, gangbusters over the years, and um, I you know I, I'm not going to spend the time to go into that because I got way too much information to put out tonight. I mean, literally, this is five shows. The material I'm going to try to jam out there tonight is easily five shows. Okay. Matter of fact, I took a picture of my uh, of the studio and I sent it to Sister Vera. And actually, what I ought to do too is find uh, Brother Justin because he's been such a fantastic help uh, as of late. Because Vera is getting just whopped, okay, by uh, life life situations. We'll just put it that way. Life situations. Hallelujah. Well, a lot of us are getting whooped. Uh, but anyway, I just sent a photograph uh, to Brother Justin, who's been helping out an awful lot, backing Vera up because there's just times when she's just getting she's getting killed. You know, a lot of us are going through, um, uh, and that's a metaphor, by the way, uh, but a lot of us are going through life changes that are, words can't describe it, folks. I'm sorry. I'd like to be able to sit here and give you the Vera story, the, you know, the Justin story, you know, the Paula story, the Tramil story, you know, and these are people that are located all over the world. Um, You know, the Karen story, I mean, you know, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. All right. And, uh, and the dozens and dozens and dozens of people, many of which I bring on the show on a regular basis, who are also going through all kinds of things. Uh, There there was a, uh, an anointed um, thing. I didn't have time to listen to it and I'm not going to get into all that detail, but you know, sometimes it's just the headline that the Lord wants me to see, and I got a headline uh, from a somebody who was doing some preaching or whatever, and they were saying that you know it was, it was the stuff that we already know. If you're you know going through, if you're getting beaten up by Satan, then you're doing something right. 
that was basically what was in the headline. I was like, that, 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 what, what, are you, what is he, a closet listener in this program? <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Like I said, you know, there are different kinds of Christians. There are some that are going to stay down in the foxhole and they're going to hide and they're going to say, Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, please, please, and this, that, and the other thing. And there are those who understand spiritual warfare. There, was, there are those of us who are going to take the, the, the war right to the enemy. We're going to stick that Holy Spirit filled uh, sword of the Spirit on the end of our uh, Jesus filled, um, you know, weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds and every high thing, uh, these principalities and powers and, and demons of darkness that are on this earth, these reptiloids and all these other entities. And you know what? I have a feeling, and I think I'm right about this, and I don't want to be here for it. Oh, please, Lord, please, Lord, please, 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 don't let me, please, please, in Jesus' name. If, if I have to be here for this, please let it be after the wedding supper, in Jesus' name. Let me be sent back on the special mission after the wedding supper. By the way, that's almost an entire show. All I can tell you is that I got it from insider sources of people who have been taken to heaven. One in particular, very anointed man. He's already passed on and gone to heaven. And he told me that when you get there after the wedding supper, they're going to take us into a separate room. They're going to ask us if we want to take going to an eternal rest which means, you know, to your home or multiple homes and having depending on what your inheritance and rewards are. And then, um, because remember, Jesus said, behold, I, you know, he says, uh, I come quickly and my rewards are with, with me to give to each according to their work. But remember that your works are tested by fire of what sort they are. And so, some will receive a reward and some will not, you know, and, and it, it, it's, a, it's a merit demerit system. You know, and I don't really understand all the details of exactly how that works. And only God really knows what we got to do is pray through it. And be very hopeful, very faithful, and whatever we do, we must not allow Satan to do his favorite trick, which is to make you feel unworthy, which is why King David in Psalm 51, verse 14, and yes, I'm hesitating as I'm thinking this through, speaking at 100 miles an hour, um, he essentially, you know, and for lack of a better term, it, it, what he was doing in, in verse 14 of Psalm 51 is he was praying to, to the, our Heavenly Father to essentially take away all of his remembrance of sin so that he was able to praise God with a clear conscience. You understand? That's the meaning of that. And um, But anyway, um, and, and we're all kind of in that boat. You know, when, we, when, the, when the Lord shows us scriptures to straighten our walk out a little bit, uh, you know, some of the things that we think we're doing right or some of the mistakes that we make along our walk, depending on whoever you are and whatever you're going through, you know, there are scriptures that will make you very f c concerned. I mean, they will send a lightning bolt down your spine uh, because you'll, you may be operating under intense hopes and faith for certain things from, you know, the, the Lord and, and all that kind of stuff. And then wonder to yourself, wait a minute, am I even qualified or was I disqualified? You know, there's so many scriptures out there that will make you just if you're if you're paying attention. Now, if you're just sitting in church and churchianity, you're going to get none of that because they won't talk about it. They don't understand it. The people of the pulpit don't get it, and they won't talk about it. Simple as that. And if you go up and ask them questions, they're just going to give you a happy-go-lucky, smiley-wily, Jesus loves us all so much, and they'll bounce it all, you know, but you won't get a straight answer because they don't have one. All right, and neither do the you know you can you can study the commentaries, the Barnes commentaries, you know the the Clark, just end you know you could you could be armed with with the kind of power that I have in studying the Bible, 
It doesn't mean you're not going to make mistakes. It just means that you, you have a lot of Bible study power, and like I do, computer-wise um, and application-wise, far beyond what you can get off the Internet. I don't care if you use Blue Litter Bible, whatever you use. It doesn't matter. You know, let me tell you something. It's not even close to PC Study Bible 5 Professional. That is the, and you can't get it anymore. Can't get it anymore. I praise Jesus that I'm on Windows 11 and it's still working because it was actually designed for Windows 7. The fact that it's still working is a miracle. All right, praise God. So I don't want to ramble on too much about this because I, too, too many of these things because I, I made this a three-hour show, so I'm going to punish myself and uh, get less sleep. And tough bananas. <laughs> I'm just going to have to suffer my way through it. All right, I was really kind of hoping to get up extra early tomorrow and do uh, force myself to work out on my elliptical trainer. I'm trying to get this daggone post-pandemic weight off. Um, ugh, just It's so hard when you're approaching 61. It, what I'm talking about, like I, I have ketone meters to try to get into ketosis. I'm not going to get into all the details, but let me tell you something. It don't happen. After you get past 60, actually after you get past about 58, what happens is your body goes through some major metabolic changes. And suddenly, to get into full ketosis, I mean, you may never be able to do it. But what the, the thing is, all the folks out there that teach you these things on the Internet, the doctors, the MDs that focus on that kind of stuff, guess what? They're in their late 30s. They're in their mid-40s, late 40s. They haven't even gone through the body changes yet. So they're out there telling you, you can do this, and you can do that, and you can do this, and you can do that, and I just want to grab tomatoes at them and throw it right at their head. Throw tomatoes at them. Throw tomatoes at them. Right, kids? Because uh, you know, uh, what else am I going to do, right? <laughs> praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So anyway, Father, we just want to thank you and praise you, and we pray that you will anoint my words. I pray in Jesus' name that anything that I am sharing that ought to fall upon the body, soul, spirit, flesh, and heart of every single listener uh, and, and, and touch them. Uh, this is not to glorify the darkness. This is to warn the people about the darkness and also to help us to know what we are dealing with. Okay? Um, and... Um, it's just very, very important. Now, we're not, we're, you know, I'm not going to get into the, the horrible details. I used to get into the horrible details about 10 years ago. Uh, but, you know, what? I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to get into all the baby eating stuff and all that kind of weirdness. Um, I'm just sick and tired of it. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, I wish I, you know, I wish I didn't dork. Anyway, anyway, God is God. God is in control. I pray in the name of Jesus that this is an anointed program, that the things that need to be heard, Father, by people to understand, to be able to enlighten them and to be able to excite them about how awesome the kingdom of God is, how awesome all the things that Jesus said were, that these are not mysteries. These are not strange references. These may be slight mistranslations, and um, that there's no problem with that. There certainly are gazillions of those, and we just thank you, Father God, for this evening, and we pray in Jesus' name that the things that ought to be, uh, you know, absorbed by people for the right reasons, for those who are ready to receive it, Jesus used to say, if you can receive it, Father, I pray that they can receive it. And if they can't receive it, Father, I pray that it just melts away into the sands of the earth and just falls away, away from them, and it's okay. Because there are some that can and some that can't. It doesn't mean it's good or bad or anything. It just means that I'm trying to do next to the impossible tonight. You know that, Father, and you know that I'm not perfect. I can only share what I share. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And hallelujah. So, and I didn't play my little, you know, because of the, the pressure of trying to get this program done, you know, the whole, all that kind of stuff. 
I didn't do that because of the pressure of trying to get the show done. <laughs> okay, praise God. So, Father, I just want to praise you and thank you for this forum, this electronic ecclesia, and I pray for your anointing upon me because what I have to get out is so voluminous and such a short a period of time that, in in reality, I don't know that how I can do it. Uh, so I'm just going to give it my best shot and move as rapidly as I can. Now, for those of you who are listening to the live stream, you are going to hear me say things that are going to be like, whoa, what did he say? That is so weird. How creepy and weird is that? Um, and you know what? If you go back, I'm just going to tell you this one time. If you go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash tribulation dash now, by the way, if you click on the radio link at Tribulation Now, you go to tribulation-now.org, and you click on the Blog Talk Radio link, it will take you directly to the program. All right? Uh, and I just checked it, and sure enough, the link is still working. All right? Now, um, what I'm going to do with the news tonight is a little bit different. Hopefully it doesn't frustrate those who have been feeding me gazillions of – I don't even know how to quantify it. I actually had to say, hey, Mary Lee, God bless you, and thank you for all of the news. But you know what? You've given me enough in the last couple of days to cover 20 shows. <laughs> you know, I'm like – so I told her, I said, hey, man, take some time off unless you see a nuclear bomb go off somewhere. Hallelujah. You know, uh, kick back, put your feet up, and thank you for all your work. And uh, she does fabulous work for this program, has for many, 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 many years. I cannot quantify them because I don't know them all. All right. I really don't know. I have no idea how many years it's been. Maybe Mary Lee can remind me. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, I'm just going to go with kids. One one other thing. I know I got a lot of new cool jokes for you, but can you hang in there for me? Because I got way too much to cover tonight. Oh, now, come on. That's not fair. I got, wait, I got a lot of stuff to cover tonight, and I'm not kicking you out of the program, am I? I'm not making you put little earmuffs on and go back to your mom's, am I? Okay. All right, fair enough. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let me double check. I have to turn off the sounds. Oh, goodness gracious. Hold on. i got to check a microphone. i got to check a switch and make sure it's in the right place. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, it's in the right place. All right, praise God. <clears throat> All right, so first and foremost, I am going to do a very high-speed high readover. To, oh, gosh, there's so much. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to see if I can get – ooh, some of this is, like, real lengthy. I'm going to have to move some of it forward. I'm going to I'm gonna mark this one forward. Hold on a second. Forward. I do want to let you know that there's some audio bites that I got that are long but very important to play on the program. And one of them is uh, some of the revelations regarding graphene and its use in the human body for mind control which is part of the mark of the beast. The seal, the, the connector, the connector, they're, they're, what they're doing is they're taking the human bodies and they're, they're preparing them for the mark of the beast with the graphene. And don't even get me going on that hydra, hydra creature, and we've covered that already. All right, and, you know, yes, we know all the people that are dropping dead like flies. It was predicted by many. Of course, their predictions were way more dramatic than it, the way it's going down, actually. But that's okay. And there's gazillions of people. I, I'm just when I say the word gazillion, what it means is I can't quantify it. I see an untold number 
that I cannot keep up with, and I just don't have the time to count. In just my my little finely tuned fit Twitter feed, okay, um, uh, you know, um, that's it. Oh, and by the way, Justin made a comment. Boy, that's a super busy looking, you know, uh, uh, Golden JIB studio. Justin, brother, <laughs> you got no idea. <laughs> It rivals here. It, it rivals Alex Jones on a really busy day. <laughs> the whole, the whole. Okay, so anyway, so uh, let's go ahead and um, hmm, hmm. How do I cover all this stuff? If I go, let me just think about it for a second. If I go to, if I do thirty minutes real quick, that leaves me two hours to try to tackle the reptilian thing, the reptilian overlord thing. All right, I, I'm going to give it a shot. I probably will not make all the stuff that I want to make. I, I'm sorry, folks, but it's it's voluminous. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you, Jesus. All right. Uh, I I'd love to. I love. I actually enjoy this subject. And why are, why am I getting so, these people on Facebook are just going nuts? They keep adding me to their little groups, and then I got to go in and manually. Oh goodness gracious! Thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank you, Jesus. People get excited, man, when the world's falling apart. They're like, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. And I'm like, I've been doing this for 12 years, and I've been listening to Jesus coming for 12 years. Hallelujah. Sister Nancy goes, do a part two. Um, yeah, it's not that easy, Sister Nancy. Too much information. TMI. There's no way to, like, take it and say, okay, I'm going to put a little bookmarker right here. Um, actually, hmm, might be possible. Sister Nancy, if you would, please take a look at the calendar and see when my next date is. Because you know what? If it's a long way into the future, it ain't going to work. Sorry. It just simply won't. So anyway, praise God. I'm just going to go ahead and, um, I'm going to move a lot of these headlines forward, but I do want to kind of touch – some of this is fun and funny. Some of it is not. Um, I do want to let you know that oh, – okay, so the Lord has been d- downloading information to me at an exponential level. I don't know why, and I, I don't know why it's happening so intensely right now. Now, one of the assumptions one could make is the reason why it's happening so intensely right now is that we're that close. Okay. However, and maybe we are, you know, for the barley harvest. But there's a lot of scriptural reasons not to believe that that is the case and to hang tight. Okay. I'm not trying to burst anybody's bubble. We are very close, but that is a relative term. All right. Praise Jesus. And I'm certainly not going to jump on any hypercycle rapture, 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 rapture. I, I see it out there. I see it. I'm very privy to it. But I'm not going to get taken in on it. I'm not going to get sucked into it. You know, I've seen it. I suppose it's been hundreds of times, and it's never come true. Now, um, now that doesn't mean that we aren't exceedingly close, relatively speaking. All right, which I do believe that we are. I really think that we're one big gigantic uh, reptilian spaceship, possibly Anunnaki of multiple races, showing up in the sky away from essentially what might be a three-week or more warning to those who are, you know, because 
for those who have been duped by the concept of Project Bluebeam, they're just going to think that they're, you know, the people that disappeared are eat, getting eaten by reptilian beings. And I've heard of people saying that. I, I can mention names, and I'm not going to do it. Um, the Lord told me a long time ago I'm not allowed to. And that's because even really naughty, naughty Christians are known to do things like repent. And once they repent, guess what? Judge not the EB judge is now pointing a big old finger right at your face. And I try so hard to help people understand this, and people just don't want to accept it. They want to feel like they've got some sort of godly license to rat somebody out, but they don't. And anyway, God spoke to me in a very powerful way. Uh, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go through the testimony. I probably ought to set aside a Saturday and just attempt to do a new testimony, but I still don't think it would have to be a part one and a part two because it's just too insane. <laughs> it's too long too. It's just, you know, how do, how do you, 50 years, you know, that's tough. 50 years of supernatural. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, I, di- I do want to let you know that I got a phone call. It was a very strange phone call and the timing was unbelievable. Wow, oh, man. So I get a call from one of the guys that I used to work with that got laid off, and he's he was an executive, and uh, him and I were real good friends, a super great Christian, but he was always kind of like downplaying how far along we were in the end times. And I told him, brother, I, I think you're missing a lot of stuff because he hasn't been paying attention. You know, he's just one of those typical people that's working a job. He's got kids and all that kind of stuff. He's busy, and he's missing it. Now, of course, with me doing the radio show, I have the ultra super wonderful blessing of being unplugged into it and uh, continuously. So anyway, long story short, I hadn't heard from him since, since November. Now, it wasn't because I didn't love him and everything, but my phone broke over the holidays. You know, most know about that. Well, Verizon, I'm not happy with them for many reasons, but they are a really good service. And I lost contacts. I'm not going to get into the hows, whys, and wheres, but they were trying to push the cloud. And, you know, and I, I even showed the guy. I showed the Verizon guy, look, there's my contacts. They are on your cloud. I need to get them on my new phone. And he just froze up. <laughs> he froze up. So anyway, I'm not, you know, anyway, I get this call, and I was like, okay, the number isn't matching up. And I'm like, who is this? I'm sorry, but my phone broke and blah, blah. Anyway, it was, he's like, this is Mark, you meathead. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that Mark's number got – anyway, so anyway, so um, I called him right away. Mark lives up, you know, in the Wisconsin area or whatever. Like I said, he, he would he would get into, like, debates with me about, well, what – you know, is Russia really going to do this? Is Russia really – well? and he would say things like, well, I know people over there. And I'm like, yeah, I do too. <laughs> okay. But anyway, it was fine. We had these – it was always friendly exchanges of information, but he would always downplay stuff, okay? I would upplay stuff. He would downplay it. Upplay, downplay. All right. So anyway, but it was okay. It was it was a very godly, friendly, loving thing, okay? And sometimes we would talk for a couple hours straight. Well, anyway, so um, I get a call from Mark. Now, this is post-holiday, just a couple of days ago, and um, I haven't talked to him in like four months, and he says – John, I got to tell you something. You know, I really didn't think much of the WEF or any of that kind of weirdness or Klaus Schwab. You know, I, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I know. But I got to tell you what happened to me. I went to college with this guy named, let's just call him Randy. 
and he was a ski buff. He loved to ski. That's all he liked to do, snow ski. So even though he did all this college stuff and everything, Mark was explaining to me that he didn't care a less about any of it. All he wanted to do was ski, 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 you know, sort of like surfers, you know. A lot of those people have degrees, but they just decided they don't want to do anything but surf. Well, this guy was all about snow skiing. That's all I cared about. Well, over the years, this fellow Randy, I'm going to use that name for this person, became a globally sought-after ski instructor as a result of his fervent adoration for this, this, we'll just call it a sport. Now, Mark goes on to explain to me, now, remember, he he was downplaying the whole thing. I told him this, that, and the other thing, this, that, and the other thing. I, I've been talking to him about this stuff. But he's like, no, nah, I don't really think, I don't really, you know. I, you know, we've all experienced that. I Well, maybe some of us, anyway. So anyway, he tells me about this guy, Randy, and he says, you're not going to believe this. But he calls me up. He tells me that there were two very wealthy people that wanted him to fly to Switzerland to teach them how to ski. All right, are you following me? Okay, and um, uh, and the other thing is I, I had to turn off the sound on the messenger, which kind of is not good. So if something goes wrong with my sound, I won't know it. Uh, but that's okay. I, otherwise, uh, people will be giving me status reports, and you'll be hearing bring, 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 bring the whole show long. So, unfortunately, I had to turn that off. Now, sorry for the distraction. Mark says that Randy was contacted by a couple of exceedingly wealthy people, all expenses paid, flew him out to Switzerland. Well, Randy went to meet these two very wealthy people who paid for his plane tickets and everything else, and he was dressed to the... He, Absolutely, top top of the line, this guy is one of the world's leading ski, ski instructors. He was invited to, to join them for dinner. He was sitting at the table with them. He didn't know from Adam what he was doing there. I mean, to him, he was there to teach people to ski in Switzerland. No big deal. That's what he does. And as he was sitting at the table... I assume probably a pretty nice restaurant. Up walks this person in a suit with a strong German accent. He didn't so much as glance at Randy. He looked at the two extremely wealthy people that paid for Randy's trip and said something along the line of, I want to thank you for coming to this event, and I hope that you are learning a lot, and you will, uh, you are going to uh, continue to this, that, and, and have a great evening. And he turned around and walked away. Randy called Mark. Randy doesn't call Mark, but this time Randy did, because Randy was in Davos. That was Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab walked up right beside Randy. Randy called Mark because he was freaking out. Randy called Mark because he had never in his entire life felt the presence of Satan himself. Cold, dark, horrible, devastating, dastardly evil that I cannot use words for. 
Because if I did, I'd be cussing. Filthy, stench, evil. So bad that this guy, Randy, had to call Mark and tell him, you wouldn't believe this happened to me. Evidently, Randy never even heard of the guy. Now, Mark's calling me and going, oh my gosh. He asked me if I thought Satan had incarnated into the man. And I told him, uh, he's probably the Pindar, which would make him the most powerful Draco reptilian in the world, answering only directly to Satan himself. But I doubt it's actually Satan himself. That was just, I, I, I tried to explain a little bit about the whole shape-shifting thing, but we did have a limitation on time and everything, so we had to go, but, whoa. How many people out there in the world do you know have things like that happen to them? How many people out there do you know attend a company-wide meeting over Zoom? And the head of the company tells you that he met with blankety, blankety, blank, a particular person. And you do a name search on the attendees at Davos, at the WEF, and there is their name. And this all happens within less than two days. How many people do you know that that happens to do? If you know anybody, please email me at jbaptist777 at gmail.com, and we will bring them on the show as a guest. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. So I wanted to tell you that unbelievable presence of satanic darkness. All right, now, anyway, that being said, God is in control, but remember, where are we in the end times timeline? All right, praise God. Got 15 minutes to cover some of these other things. I want to set these things up. Do not forget what Tucker Carlson said uh, on his program, out loud, on Fox. Let's review. Here we go. See if I can bring it up. Here we go. Time to check in with our lizard overlords in Davos, Switzerland. What are they up to? Well, this. Okay, so basically, lizard overlords, he makes it like it's tongue-in-cheek. Obviously, he's paying attention. Um, But, you know, anyway. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm just going to leave. I'm going to stop right there because I got too much t- TMI, TMI. This whole show is TMI. All right. Praise God. All right. And unless Nancy can you know, like free up this net this, the first, which we have Elena on. And I don't want to I don't want to steal from her time. I, I just can't don't have the heart. And I know she looks so forward to doing the program for people. Anyway, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So let's go ahead and move on. Uh, so Lizard Overlords, Tucker Carlson, Fox News. World Economic Forum. Coincidence? I don't think so. In fact, I know it's not. All right, all that being said, let's go ahead and continue to move on. I do want to share this with you because this is getting really, really creepy, and then I'm going to move rapidly through. We've got 14 minutes before we hit the top of the hour, and then I want to go shift. I want to shift. Be very careful with that word tonight. I want to shift quickly into the subject matter. Now, 
Sister Nancy, again, take a look at the calendar, see what you can figure out. If you can't figure out anything, then I don't know what I'm going to do. All right, praise God. Because we always say we're going to do a part two, and then it just drags on, and then we get a guest, and the guest wants to be on as soon as possible because they think the end of the world. It's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. And then you're like looking for, and then I'm like, okay, you can you can have my program slot, and blah blah blah. And it just happens month after month after month after month because people are freaking out right now. All right, I want to play this for you because this is what we need to watch out for. This is powerful. All right, let me go ahead and bring this up. Holding down the control button, double-clicking, and hitting the play button. Here we when go. When you twist the facts. This is true, though. Make things up for political gain. He's a freak. I think he's a homo. I shouldn't have said that. Leadership. Sure, sure I should have. LGBT, LMNFB. Studies show that misinformation on COVID has cost hundreds of millions of dollars. You can kind of hear it in his voice, can't you? Lives. Peddling misinformation and disinformation has serious and devastating consequences. You know, um, so anyway, if I was in Canada, I would want to flee. <laughs> I think I would rather be vaporized by a Russian nuke than be anywhere within 3,000 miles of that entity. And by the way, um, I really, truly do believe that he is – okay. If we, oh gosh, I know too much. That's the problem. I know too much. And I praise Jesus for that. But, um, okay, like, for example, at the Bohemian Grove, they have a special pathway to go down where the Bushes, the Bush family, Herbert Walker Bush, George W. Bush, all the Bush family that participates in it. I don't know all who does. But anyway, it. They put a big sign at, on a tree right by the pathway that goes down, way down this walkway, and it's private. It's private. You can't get it. You, you know, it's by invitation only. And, and the sign says, Gog and Magog. Okay? But it's for the Bush family. Okay? Are you with me? What do they do back there? I'm telling you what they do. Homosexual things. Sodomy. Worse. I pray in Jesus' name they don't have children back there. Kids, I don't know if you should be here. Kids, talk to your mothers, each and every one of you. Look up to your mothers and see whether or not you should be No, 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 no. Kids, kids. Uh, you look at your moms and you do what your mom tells you to do. Warning. Warning, Will Robinson. Some of the material on this program is unsuitable for children of any age. Okay, fair enough. Michelle Obama's name is Michael. The evidence is overwhelming. I have seen the appendage. I wish I hadn't, but I did. There was a – all this stuff has been censored and removed. It is, you can't find it anymore. Now, if it's out there, I don't know. Maybe a heavy-duty search on DuckDuckGo might reveal it. But there, were, there are videos of her dancing in leotards on a stage with other people. And you can tell that it is a male. It has male stuff. It. And I do mean it. I could go into so much information. It is just absolutely unbelievable. People have been killed for openly telling people that she's a trans. I forget what the name of that. Oh, what the name of that blonde. Um, she was very old. 
and she just turned turned around. People were asking her, and she turned around. I forget her name. And she just said, oh, everybody knows that she's a trans. And two weeks later, she was dead. Joan, what was her name? Joan something. Uh, I'm going to type this in here. Joan says um, Michelle Obama is trans. Uh, Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. She turned around and, and just... Right in the middle of a microphone. I mean, TV cameras rolling, and she goes, "Oh, everybody knows that that's a trans." A couple of years, yeah, I think it was like less than a week, maybe ten days later, dead. Oh, and by the way, you should see all. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, and it says even here on uh, on the lying, the satanic global satanic crime syndicate. It says, Joan Rivers jokes that Mrs. Obama is a trans. Now, she wasn't joking. It is. They are real, for some reason, they're really big in, on that creepy weirdness. Pedophilia. Um, it's just so sickening. It, it's, words can't describe. But we already know what's going on with the drag queens. Oh, folks, some of this stuff that gets into my email, a lot of it comes from Glenn Beck, and I know he's trying to rat him out, but you can't unsee it, and you can't unhear it, and I don't want to know about it because I already know they're doing it. Oh. Okay, praise God, thank you, Jesus, but unfortunately, I do need, for the sake of the show, I do need to stay connected and keep people warmed. Warned. All right, I'm watching the time, but I'm running out of it because I, I guess I talk too much. My mom said, uh, Johnny, you are you have the gift of gab. Well, that's for sure. So I guess I need four versions of this show. Yeah, Joan Rivers. Okay, thank you very much. I don't understand why. Oh, my phone's on auto mute. You know what? I'm going to take my phone off of auto. Joan Rivers. Boy, Kimberly, thank you. I'm getting input from people like crazy. Yep. All right. Thank you. It's, it's, I, 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 if you could see... The the Golden GIB Studios desk is absolutely jam-packed with stuff. All right. Um, I've got so many things I want to read, read to you tonight, so many things I want to share with you tonight, and I, it's, it's more than a human can do. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer this, defer this. Don't forget there was an extremely large explosion in Iran. It's being blamed on um, uh, Israel, and who else would it be? Okay, so a lot of people were, you know, and then then they got the Kiev Post, which which talked about it a little bit, and they said they basically said, well, we don't have any evidence of this or the other thing. Forget it, man. Forget it. The explosion in Iran was Israel. It's always Israel. Okay, praise God, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. And I expect at any time Israel. Look, Netanyahu's back in power right now. How long do you think he's going to wait before he goes in and takes out Fordow with those two tactical nukes? Which, by the way, if he does that to Iran, you know what that's going to do? That's going to open up the uh, nuclear doctrine of Russia, and Russia will be able to respond with nukes. You understand what I'm saying? Once Netanyahu hits a friend of Russia with any kind of tactical nuke, all bets are off. Does that mean global thermonuclear war is going to break out at that very moment of time? No, it doesn't. All right. Anyway, that being said, all right. Also, I'm sure many of you are aware of the uh, I, I misspoke. I didn't misspoke. I just didn't know uh, during the prayer vigil about the, uh, the this guy Tyre Nichols. Uh, you know, and I thought it was a shooting because it typically is. But in this case, this is pretty bad. They literally passed him around and beat the heck out of him until he died. 
Uh, but I'm not going to get into all the details. Uh, it, it's pretty awful. And, uh, you know, what do you expect? Well, I guess I guess Satan is just taking over. The demons are taking over people like crazy. Uh, the, probably uh, a lot of it's associated with the shots and the boosters. I'm not going to get into all that. I don't have time. All right. Protests erupt in the United States cities after Mem- uh, Memphis releases Tyre Nichols video. All right, amen, praise God. Another headline, group of Pentagon officials secretly lobbying to send F-16 jets to the Ukraine, according to reports. Another headline here says that the United States provided cover for Schultz on tanks, uh, according to the Washington Post. Again, there's uh, still a bunch of fussing going on because people are very worried. Um, the leaders of uh um, oh, gosh, it's so many countries because they don't want to be pushed into giving tanks directly to Ukraine because they become de facto targets of war. All right. And so it, it, there's a lot of it, it, it. It's highly, highly reflective of the Lend-Lease Act. It's highly, highly. Re- I played you the audios. I pray in Jesus name that you absorbed it, that you heard it, you understand it. You heard what Do- Douglas McGregor said. I played it. All right. I'm going to move on. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one. Up. Uganda launches polio vaccination campaign in districts affected by the latest Ebola outbreak. All right. So, again, keep your, keep watching these things because we're expecting the release of another pandemic and i will never for the life of me understand why yes yeah, for some reason my uh, audio seems to be but anyway so i'm just going to believe that everything is fine i, I accidentally looked at the mixer, mixer and said i wasn't going to do it but anyway praise god all right so uh if world war three breaks out this is coming from uh medvedev if world war three breaks out it won't start on tanks and fighter jets warns medvedev Again, Medvedev is basically, he's coming out, um, uh, Russian Security Council Deputy Chairman Dmitry Medvedev. Now, he's, his, his title's changed over the years, but nevertheless, he's very high up in the cabinet. And uh, the experts on Russia say that pretty much Medvedev says the things that Putin doesn't say. So I always, I think we should all be paying very close attention to what he's saying because, well, if you want to know what's going to possibly happen, well, his warnings are the ones you want to heed. Next one up. NATO ready for a clash with Russia, top officials say. And again, uh, you have to be really, really careful. This one was actually released by a Russian news source, so they are currently preparing for a possible war with NATO, which, by the way, is a warning Will Robinson. All right, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. Germany warns against competition over Ukraine aid. Okay, and uh, again, it, it's 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 Schultz. Another headline. This is out of this is from a Russian source. Schultz reveals Germany's goal in the Ukraine. And again, at the very bottom, it says Kremlin press secretary Dmitry Peskov said that Russia views the announced deliveries of tanks by Germany, the United States, and the UK to Ukraine as a direct involvement of NATO in the conflict in the Ukraine. And and this involvement is growing, he stressed. Okay, I hope you're getting this. Second seal. Second seal leads into second seal le- helps to facilitate the the realization and, and actual actualization. I can't think of the right word, but they're all coming to pass. Second seal, third seal, fourth seal. Four seals, World War Three. It's the West. Twenty-five percent of the world affected by death. All right. Don't have time to go into the details. Sorry. All right, next one up. 
All members of German cabinet are against dragging NATO into the Ukrainian conflict, according to Scholz, who is the leader of Germany. And, and, and they're trying to say, Argentina, you need to join us. They want to try to get as many people involved as they can. Uh, it's not going to do any good. All right, praise God. Uh, next headline up, and this is out of Sputnik News out of Russia. A group of Pentagon officials secretly lobbying to send the F-16. So you've, I think I might have covered that. Russian warship simulate hypersonic missile strike in the Atlantic Ocean, which is interesting because the Russian frigate, and by the way, this is the United States Navy News, uh, live on the Internet, says Russian frigate sails to the Atlantic with hypersonic missiles. Uh, you think they know, intelligence-wise? I think they do. Another headline says Russian warship armed with hypersonic missiles to train with the Chinese in South Africa and, and, and the South African navies. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Again, from another Russian news source, which is about the only place you can find anything that's even semi-truthful, uh, it says Trump, Donald Trump, is not far away from the truth on his Ukraine statement, according to the Kremlin. He came out and he said if he was the president, the stuff that is happening right now would not be happening. <laughs> and the Kremlin comes out and says, yes. And guess who said it? Dmitry Peskov remarks. Uh, this is rather amazing. All right. You know, no, no, normally you might think of that as I, I, I'm not going to get into a commentary. Next one up. Number of, number of injured in uh, Koi earthquake rises. Uh, K-H-O-Y in Iran rises to 973, according to media reports. Uh, now, we should all know by now that Pfizer, uh, Pfizer's executive of whatever research got busted by, um, you know, uh, and it's all over, you know, if you're paying attention. Now, it's been filtered from, of course, Google, YouTube, Facebook, and all the censorship because they're you know Pfizer owns the world I mean pretty much Pfizer look the guy speaks he's German he's he, he, you know who knows what I mean every single time why is these guys are Nazis they're Nazis you know I mean goodness gracious sakes alive I, I don't understand why people don't get these things why do they don't see them and hear them with their ears I, I see people making comments on Twitter they're like well, do you, does anybody out there think that Pfizer is going to get you know uh, arrested who thinks so and so should go to jail and I'm like do you even know who you're dealing with but they don't. That's the problem. And that exacerbates the problem and makes them ignorant and vulnerable. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Okay, a Pfizer official makes a dam damning admission about the speed of science. And again, this is all about that director guy that got busted by Project Veritas. If you want to see the videos and hear what he had to say and how he threw a fit and everything else under the sun. And of course, it, you know, they came out with a damage control thing from their lawyers and they published it up there. And the first version of it basically admitted what the guy said was true in so many words but they twisted it with legalese and it's all over um it, much is being discussed on twitter in regard to this okay now i want i just want to share this with you verbally okay according to a report that is out there right now the world health organization is urging people to stockpile nuclear medications okay did you hear that i just want you to know is there any reason for that? Well, I don't know. We're, you know, I think what they're trying to do is induce nuclear war. And um, I think that Rachel Baxter's dream from Jesus might be true, our father, and uh, they might actually do a false flag on Chicago to cause it. Uh, but who knows? We can't be sure. And God does call audibles. So, again, um, uh, it, it, there's so much 
oh my goodness, it's it's just out of control, the amount of nuclear, oh no, oh no, oh no, kind of stuff going on out there. Anyway, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up, Ukraine hit with Golong base with slicer, wiper, malware, and latest cyber attack, which of course they said came from Russia, and is supposedly wiping out a bunch of their systems. Um, also, petrodollar is on shaky ground. This is a headline. Saudi Arabia is willing to discuss selling oil in other currencies, which would do what? And and uh, and again, it's the um, uh, the um, oh uh, treasury bonds. Okay, thank you, Jesus. It's the treasury bonds that all the countries are getting rid of because we would back up um, our trillions of dollars of debt. Can you imagine that? Who would be gullible enough to think that buying a U.S. treasury bond is going to pay off? The understanding that I have from the quote, 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 experts out there is people, countries are dumping them, which is really bad. When you combine that with losing the petrodollar status, that's the third seal. No wonder eggs are like $8 for 12. I just absolutely, I I saw on Walmart here in the Tampa Bay area, if you buy 60 at a time, you can get them for 33 cents a piece. But if you don't, they're up to 40 cents a piece. This is really upsetting me because I'm trying desperately to lose this, what I call the pandemic 30. Badly, because like I said, I'm highly concerned that I'm going to have to do some more traveling. I don't really want to do it, but I've got to do whatever God wants me to do. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Anything for serving him, whatever he wants me to do. If he wants me to die, I die. Whatever. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Eight-foot-tall demon-looking Ruth Bader Ginsburg tribute in New York City perplexes viewers as much as the MLK statue. Well, these are satanic images. Okay, what you will not find on Google, but you might find on DuckGo.com, is that it is a it's a mock-up of the satanic entity known as the Medusa. The Medusa is also known as the Eater of Souls. All right. So maybe somebody out there can go to DuckDuckGo and figure out whether or not Ru- – I don't remember, so just forgive me for that. But, you know, does the question would be, does Ruth Bader Ginsburg, was she a supporter of Roe versus Wade, you know, and, and abortion? And if she was, now we know why they put the eater of the souls. I'm not going to get into all the details about that. Uh, I have some, a lot of scripture that would kind of – people would contest it. And that's fine. I'm not going to get into it. Um, but I know stuff. Uh, I will just share this with you. First Corinthians 7.14 says, and you, you can ponder it yourself and you can take it to the Lord and you can get on your knees and you can pray, your, pray until the tears won't flow anymore. It's between you and the Lord. If anyone seeks wisdom, let them ask God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it shall be given them. I want to tell you that the things that I'm going to share with you tonight as much as I possibly can, and I, maybe I will do a part two, it's up to Nancy. She can work it out. But I will tell you this. The difference between me and other people out there, I'm not saying that maybe they're not 10 times smarter than me. Maybe they are. It's not a matter of that. What I share are things that were imparted upon me in a supernatural way. Okay? I have lived an exceedingly unbelievably un I can't put it in words it's been un- unbelievably supernatural life now 
Anyway, I'm just going to say that things happen to me. And they happen to me in impossible times. And I'm given information in impossible times. I told you about the Mark thing. I told you about the world economic forum, the Randy guy, the skier. I'm telling you that kind of stuff happens to me all the time. All the time. Thank you, Jesus. But then guess what? Now I have a godly expectation. See, as part of the body of Christ, when you were given information, I know there's people out there all the time. I've heard it a bazillion times. We've had guests that we've invited to the show, and they're like, I have to pray about it to see if the Lord wants me to release the information. And I'm like, okay, you obviously do not understand the body of Christ. I don't say that to them. I'm thinking it because I know it's true. There is no such thing as something that was released to somebody that's like privileged information. It doesn't work like that. But there's a lot of Christians that think so. So anyway, um, so all that being said, the stuff that I'm going to share tonight is was given to me in a supernatural manner, usually, almost invariably. Now, was every single time supernatural? Not necessarily. But a lot of it is. That's the difference between me. Some people will spend their whole life reading the Apocrypha. They'll write books. I love their work. I think it's fabulous. But that's not where my information comes from. My information comes from supernatural events that are unexplainable in my life. Take me a 600. I would have to do like a Joy Jeffries Pugh trilogy to capture all the details with sufficiency that people, the reader, would understand the supernatural nature of it. Now, all that being said, uh, there was breaking news, large fire at a Connecticut egg farm, which, of course, makes me very unhappy with my diet that I'm trying to accomplish. Uh, the list just goes on and on. Now, Americans are warned of a forthcoming financial catastrophe. <laughs> Hello, $2 quadrillion. And that, that's not me just using the word quadrillion. That's actual numbers, quadrillion, two quadrillion numbers in derivatives in the financial, uh, uh, I'm sorry, real estate market, which makes 2008, (coughs) makes 2008 look like nothing. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, on that note, um, again, Netanyahu's putting out a whole bunch of threats. Palestinians are doing murderous attacks in Jerusalem synagogues. Uh, you know, you, uh, the United States raises grave concerns over Mexico's anti-GMO pro- uh, farm policies. Now, on uh, that, that pretty much summarizes, and I'll roll some of these uh, forward to the next program, but I really want to hit this really creepy stuff associated with the reptilian overlords. It's complicated. You might want to get this in MP3 format if you go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash tribulation dash now. You click on the link for this show. starts out with the words reptilian overlords. And then on the resulting screen, you right-click on the little cloud in the black progress bar at the top of the screen. You right-click and say save file as. And it will save it as an MP3 to your laptop, to whatever it is you're using. And you can open it up with Windows Media Player, and you can fast-forward, rewind, fast-forward, rewind, fast-forward, rewind, fast-forward. Got it? Or those of you who use podcasting apps, same thing. All right, all that being said, 
I'm going to use the new stinger tonight as the entry into this topic. Powerful, absolutely unbelievable. I'm going to do the best I can. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, what? It's not normal. This is disturbing. <laughs> Game over. And here we go with... Time to check in with our lizard overlords in Davos, Switzerland. What are they up to? Well, well, a lot more than you might realize there, Brother Tucker. <laughs> no, he is a brother in Christ. All right, here we go. <clears throat> I'm going to read you something. You're going to find this extremely controversial. And you know what? It's okay. I want to get the controversial stuff out first. The Sumerian King's List, and you can check me up on this, I, whatever. I've read gazillions. I, don't, I can't quantify. So when I say gazillions, that means I cannot quantify how much information that I've read and studied over the years. I cannot quantify how many supernatural experiences that I have had confirming what I believed in my heart to be true was true. <clears throat> Could I have made human error mistakes? Yes. But I don't think so. Well, Let's just put it this way. If I really thought I made a mistake, why would I share it? And I know it's controversial, and I know people will say, You're, you've absolutely lost your ever love of mine. <clears throat> First, I'm going to introduce the fact, the reality, which I can prove scripturally, that Genesis 1 is essentially a cyclical anthology. It's a total metaphorical book talking about generations of the earth, cycles of the earth's existence. We already know that the Bible says, and if you don't believe me, you can look it up yourself, because I don't have time to give you scripture and verse on all this stuff. I'm doing it from memory. I've got to move quick. <clears throat> the Bible says that God's going to create a new heavens and a new earth. What's that all about? Why does he have to destroy it and then recreate it? What's that all about? Genesis 2-7, which should have been the last verse of Genesis 1, says, <clears throat> excuse me, but I swallowed some phlegm sideways, and it's just Kicking me here. Let me clear my throat real hard with the mic off. All right. I would have blown your ear out if I <clears> – well, anyway. Great. This is just wonderful. All right. So anyway, Genesis 2-4 says, these are the generations of the heavens. Now, notice the word plural. These are plural words. These are the generations – be careful. Be careful. I strongly recommend that you double-check me with the New King James, because there's a lot of them that are wrong. I spent four hours researching this, literally, and I have some NASA supercomputer power when it comes to Bible Scripture study. I really do. And don't make me go through a 25-minute testimony about how I ended up with PC Study Bible Professional in the first place. Never mind all the other researching skills that I've been given working in my profession. Enough said. Combine that with the supernatural stuff, and it gets really like, wow. <clears throat> so many long 
a long, long time ago, a guy who called himself Johnny Baptist because he was for a lot of good reasons. God knows the beginning from the end. For a radio show name, first name is John. Anyway, <clears throat> I was doing a lot of homework on this subject, and I found this highly controversial article. I'm not even sure if it's still available on the internet. Basically, it's the title is Reptilians, the Ancient Ones, and the Anunnaki Understanding the Difference, written by some person that refers to themselves as Draco S. Hmm. Interesting nickname. <clears throat> it says, and I quote, that the Sumerian texts indicate, oh, and by the way, just so you know, let's put a timeline to this. There's a, there's there's this archaeological artifact known as the Sumerian King's List. And when you take their generations and you clock them backwards, it takes you to approximately 400,000 years ago. So the estimation is that approximately 400,000 years ago, the Anunnaki were on planet Earth. Now, Brother Robert Vandrius Mitchell maintains that the Anunnaki are a class of fallen angelic beings. So there are some different varieties. I can't dispute that. That's what he believes. He claims to have been there. It's be, it, it's, to me, it's irrelevant. I mean, it is interesting. But I also know that just because somebody was exposed to something doesn't mean that they understood it perfectly. People who have been there, satanic ritually abused, Montauk chair folks, will admit that their understanding may not be 100% accurate because they're remembering things. Things are being revealed to them because their memory was blanked out through the SRA. Over time, things start to get revealed. So you always got to, you know, well, anyway, now I'm going to go back to my little paper here. This was my research. This was between me and the Lord. States, this is regarding the ancient, some of the ancient texts of the, uh, of the uh, Sumerians. 400,000 years ago, folks. All right. The texts confirm the texts of the ancient texts of the Sumerians. And by the way, this is all-inclusive. There's a lot of them. Confirm that there were these known as the elder gods. That's little L, little E, L, D, elder gods. It's misspelled on the paper, no surprise. <clears throat> or the Anunnaki were, in fact, not the first gods. And by the way, it does use a little g. They were not the first gods. And that a race or races known as the, quote, Ancient ones predated the arrival of the elder gods slash Anunnaki. Go back to Genesis 1. Let us create them in our image. That is not Adam and Eve. Adam didn't come into the picture until Genesis 2-7, where the Lord God Yahweh Elohim, that's the first mention of our Heavenly Father, Breathe the capital S living soul, Hebrew, into the nostrils of Adam. The man and woman creatures that are mentioned inside of Genesis 1 are not Adam and Eve. 
It is referring to the cycles of the recreation of the earth in generations. All right. <clears throat> Whether you believe me or not, to me it's irrelevant. I'm, I'm the one who's, you know what I'm saying? I, but anyway, you, you can pick or choose and pray about it. James 1.5 all the way, praise God. All right. The ancient ones had come from the stars. And by the way, the people in the land of Canaan, alien-human hybrids, triple helix DNA, the animals too. See, a lot of people try to disprove the Bible because they say, hey, look, you know, uh, Cain and Abel and, Cain, you know, and then, you know, Cain gets ostracized and he runs off and then there's all these kids born and families and all that stuff. And How could that be? How could that be? Simple. It's called spaceships. The people in the land of Canaan were alien-human hybrids. That's why God sent the Hebrews to wipe them out, even the plants. That's how much our Heavenly Father does not like it. Wipe them out, even the kids. 1 Corinthians 7.14 says, The unbelieving wife is sanctified by the, I'm sorry, yeah, by the believing husband. I'm probably getting this backwards. And the believing husband is, uh, is the unbelieving uh, husband is sanctified by the wife. Uh, otherwise, your children would not be holy, but now they are holy. Think about it. Praise God. All right. So anyway, um, I, you know, sometimes you're just going to have to figure things out a little bit, you know, a little bit. You're going to have to put a little bit of thought into things. Otherwise, they would not be holy. They would be what? Not holy. Not holy, but now they are holy. Get it? There is no such thing as a rapture of the innocent. By the way, this is captured in Isaiah 13. It will chop your children into pieces, it says. Sorry, but it says what it says. You can double-check me on all of this. These are alien beings sent for judgment. In Isaiah 13 and Joel 2. If anybody tells you otherwise, they are incorrect. I guarantee it. Praise God. <clears throat> so anyway, it says, The ancient ones had come from the stars many eons. How long is that? I don't know. Earlier and had established an extremely advanced culture. Whoa! What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Let us. Who are, who's us? They're minor gods. They're creator gods. In Isaiah 56, it says, uh, the Lord God plants the heavens. He uses creator gods. There have been people taken to heaven that have even seen a creation lab there, you know, a place where, where we go to learn to do amazing things. But I'm not going to get into all that. I, I just don't have time. It goes on to say, the Anunnaki, although initially accepted and very technologically advanced themselves, subsequently caused immense problems and a war broke out. <sighs> a war? Could that be something like the wars in the heavens and the Luciferian rebellion that everybody knows about when they study this kind of stuff? Yup. There you go. War broke out. War in the heavens. It seems this was no small battle indeed. It changed the entire face of the earth. <sighs> no way. Gee, that sounds like Genesis 1. One, one, 
between one and two. <clears throat> and irrevocably altered the course of life, mankind as a slave. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I skipped it. Um, altered the course of life thereon, okay, on earth. Irrevocably altered the course of life, which, by the way, goes hand in hand with the cycles of the earth, the generations of the earth. Go, you know, this explains Cro-Magnon, it explains a lot of things. Now, what you can't explain is why Neanderthal and then Cro-Magnon or which order, why different ones? And they can't explain it. They try to do Darwinism and all that. It doesn't work. But what does work is the Anunnaki. What does work are these creatures dorking around with the DNA, which, by the way, is on all the hieroglyphs in Egypt, and they hold up test tubes and yada, yada, and all that kind of stuff. So that same things that they're doing in the labs right now. The same things they're doing to humans with the booster shots and stuff right now. I, don't even get me going. This is like 50 shows. All right, so anyway, it goes on to say, it says, the texts go on to say that the elder gods... <clears throat> or the Anunnaki, produced and created mankind as a slave or workforce. Now, let me clarify something. did a show a long time ago with Brother Zen Garcia, and he had actually gotten permission from the wife of Zechariah Sitchin to get the original text uh, because Sitchin died. And he went through it, and we did a show on this. Turns out that, that uh, Enki okay, was flying around in a spaceship, and he happened to come upon, which blew his mind. They had human-like beings that they were experimenting on already. But they came upon what Enki referred to as civilized man. And, of course, he went back and boasted and lied and said that he, you know, procreated with them and all this nonsense, which, of course, unbelievers will embrace very rapidly. But it was a lie from the devil, because that's what they do. And this Enki entity goes back and tells everybody, I have run across civilized man, and civilized man has the ability to talk. And he can farm. Farm and talk. Civilized man. Where did they come from? Ah, the Garden of Eden, Eden being injected upon the earth from another dimension. During the fall, cherubim and swords of cherubim, all that. It says, were these Anunnaki the legendary dragons fallen? Now, what are they? Isaiah, in Isaiah, you see a vision of Isaiah, and he's looking in the throne room of God, and there are these dragons flying around the throne room of God going, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Now then, during when the angel wars and Luciferian rebellion broke out in outer space, and by the way, I'm a literalist, and I can tell you that those people out there that try to poo-poo all this stuff, they just don't they, – they try to crush God into a teeny-weeny little teacup because they cannot embrace it. They're like, where is that in the Bible? They, 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 they say things like, oh, that's that ridiculous Star Trek version of the Bible. That's absolute heresy and blah, yeah, 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 and blah. No. As a matter of fact, if you listen to the testimony of an untold number of people that were taken to heaven, I won't name a zillion names. I don't have time. I just don't have time. But they saw Dimitri Dudeman, one of the holiest men that ever lived in the face of the earth, who was absolutely beaten to nearly to death. He saw the 
technology that God's angels used. Um, oh gosh, it just goes on and on. One person exclaimed, "It was a, it was a, it was um, uh, it was a chariot. It, uh, 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 it was a chariot." People that were taken to heaven. I studied it for well over ten years, deeply. To the loss of my wife and destruction. I mean, this is unbelievable. Now then, are these, this person goes on to say, are these legendary dragons, fallen seraphim, dragons, serpents, scorpions, serpents, vipers, that some have suggested? Or do the legends of these, quote, magical creatures, why would he call them magical creatures? And I tell you about that. And their nebulous world refer to the ancient race that existed prior to the arrival of the Anunnaki. Were they eradicated or modified by this invasion or, quote, rebellion? Rebellion? We're in the heavens. The dragon brings a third down. You think there were any seraphim in there? Where did the Dracos come from? What are the reptilians as, as compared to the Dracos? Who are all these creatures? Why are there different versions of them? I'll tell you. It goes on. There are so many who view the Anunnaki, the Anunnaki genetic manipulations on this planet as an upgrade to the race of beings existing on the Earth at the time. But considering the overwhelming arrogance and warlike behavior of the Anunnaki themselves and of some of our world leaders who claim to be their descendants through their affiliations with various secret societies, it makes one wonder, as a species, man has more genetic defects and diseases than any other demon seed two strands of dna i have a testimony of a young woman at the age of 17 it is published on tribulation-now.org and uh in her testimony jesus met with her because she didn't understand why i don't know if she had a deformed baby or whatever but anyway the lord met with her and told her one strand of our dna at birth is of the devil one strand of our DNA at birth is of God. And he explains how it all works, and it, it's actually pretty amazing testimony. <clears throat> now, let me see how this, oh gosh, this really goes into, I, just, I could do a whole show on just this alone. It says, so it goes in and talks about the Anunnaki gene manipulation or wasn't an upgrade or a downgrade, he says. But, of course, this individual isn't really putting all the pieces together. Satan, Lucifer, the fall, uh, the Luciferian rebellions. He's just looking at the Sumerian text. He says, strangely, it clearly states that the Sumerian text, that the genes of the commander of the army of the ancient ones, combined with the Anunnaki genes, were used to create man. Hey. Hey. So somehow it appears that they got a hold of what this individual complaint claims is one of the ancient ones the original gods that eons ago had populated the earth. Could that be true? Would it be used, would part of those genes be used to create man? I would submit that that is not an accurate assumption on this author's part. 
It goes. This author goes on to say, could this true story behind the fall from paradise, he says, it may be seen as odd that the Anunnaki would combine their own genes with that of their ancient enemy, the ancient ones. Oh, by the way, not to tip over your coffee cup or anything, but uh, you do realize that our Heavenly Father in the Bible is referred to the Ancient of Days, don't you? It says, however, it seems that they viewed this as some type of punishment or binding of the spirit of the Ancient Ones. It goes on to say, according to the Sumerian sacred text, the elder gods, the Anunnaki, battled and destroyed the ancient ones. Hmm. Really? How many? What was the end result? We already know. Michael the Archangel came in. God sent reinforcements. Specifically, Tiamat, and he goes on and blah, blah, blah. It says, they're queen of the Ancient of Days, who is described as the great wicked serpent, the mighty dragon, also described there is a strange ally, serpent men, dragons, sphinxes, lion men, centaurs, dog men, scorpions. This, this is where this, the, this story gets twisted, but that always happens. I can go on and on with this paper. But I would tell you, and it does say down here, it appears that these elder gods, that is the Anunnaki, were terrified of the ancient ones and dreaded their foretold return to the earth, fearing that they would reclaim the earth and take revenge on them. Oh my goodness, does this sound like Jesus coming back on the white horse? For this, you know, uh, the book of Jude, and Enoch, the tenth, you know, the, the whatever from from Adam or whatever, it, it basically says, uh, we'll come back with ten thousand. You know, the, the, the Lord will come back with ten thousands of His saints to open up a can of whoop on what? Hmm. Starting to get really interesting. All right. <clears throat> and it says that they feared that they would, the ancient ones, would reclaim the earth and take revenge on them. So they devised many magical and occult diverse means to prevent this from happening. Can you say CERN? Anyway, I I, I can't go too much further into this because I won't be able to touch. uh, There's no way I can do all this in one one program. I just can't. But I'm going to try to cover things. All right. Praise God. So I wanted to establish that first as a who is this author? Where did they get this information? Was it passed down through whatever, you know, like uh, ancient mythology, you know? And they call it mythology, but really when you do your proper homework and you discover that Vamanas were real, you find out that at Mohenjo-Daro in Pakistan that there is glass infused into the rock. And the only way that they can happen is with a nuclear explosion. I think it's Mohenjo-Daro. Yeah, it is. It it befuddles, blows the mind of the archaeologist. They don't understand how it could be. But then you read the Mahabharata. You read the Vedic texts of ancient India. And where did they come up with all their freaky-deaky-looking gods? Hmm. Opens up a lot of questions, doesn't it? 
So, <clears throat> yes, they, these ancient Vedic texts, these ancient Indian texts, these ancient, you know, Mahabharata, the Bhagavad Gita, uh, you know, I probably mispronounced that one. But anyway, yes, it is absolutely true. They did see spaceships in the sky shoot using nuke weaponry against one another. People's hair did fall out. They did have radiation poisoning. There were rocks found recently in the 20th century at Mahendradaro with glass infused in them, which can only happen when there is a nuclear explosion. Now, I'm just pointing this out because these are simple facts that can be tracked, and, when, and you can look at it as you wish to look at it or however you want to look at it. But while everything that's in the Bible is true, that is if you figure out what the best possible translation ought to be. Um, not everything that's true is in the Bible. And if we haven't figured that out by now, then guess what? You will not be able to receive it. If you're a young earth person that buys off on a 6,000-year-old earth, I feel sorry for you. Because your witnessing power is completely diminished right now. And you will not be able to witness properly. Because nobody's going to buy it. Sorry, it's 2023 now. Different world. All right, praise God. Now I'm going to share with you some other stuff. Back many years ago, many, many years ago, I was probing around for books to learn about these things. The Lord had revealed to me, I'm not going to give you the testimony, the Lord had powerfully, powerfully revealed to me that a big part of my ministry work for him was going to be about the aliens. Just leave it at that. They're not from planet Earth. Neither are we, actually. And um, they're aliens. Now, people will go, well, they're really fallen angels or angelics. See, little by little, people are starting to get a little bit smarter. Some of them are referring to it as the return of the gods, and they use the little letter G, which is really nothing much more than Von Daniken did. It's just a different version of Von Daniken. But it's, it's like, come lately. You're way behind schedule. If it reaches some people, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know what? I, I don't care. However the word gets out, hallelujah. If, if you were to take this radio show and forward it to any 500 Christians, they would be convinced that I'm a raving lunatic. And that's okay. I don't care. All right. Believe me. I know. I've taken the beatings. I've had the chainsaw stuck in my back. I've been there, done it. <clears throat> But it doesn't change what the Lord showed me. And believe you me, when I saw it, I was like, whoa. I bought a book. Bought it off Amazon. Saw the title. Did not know the author. The title was UFOs, Aliens, Impregnated Women, Extraterrestrials, and God. Sex with Reptilians, Alien, Alien Motherhood, The Bible, Abductions, and hybrids, written by a fellow by the name of Maximilian de Lafayette. He is an unbeliever. What is in this book? By the way, the book went out of print, and the last time I looked, it was, if you could find it at all, it was well over $700, $800. He's written a lot of books, and a lot of it's bunk, because he took the word of the greys, and the greys are filthy, stinking, demonic entities from the bowels of hell. De Lafayette was a reporter 
He would meet with people all over the world, collect data. Pretty much simple as that. This book is pretty thick. I'm going to read you a little bit of it. And it, by the way, it catalogs all the various different types of alien beings and such like that. Now, as Robert Vandrius Mitchell and uh, Elena have... Um, now, it's a little different. Like, Robert understands the concept of alien races in other parts of the universe that are not fallen angelics, which is true. And we know this because the Bible supports it, where it says in Daniel, you don't have to look it up. I'm not going to look it up. It says in Daniel, um, I saw a watcher, a holy one in my vision. See, we think, we think that all watchers are, are fallen, but that's not true. Now, once they leave their first estate and they become disobedient to the, our Heavenly Father, they become cursed, which is known as twice dead in Jude. And now they become like the giants where when the giants were killed, I don't know if it's, you know, it definitely wasn't the spirit of God inside the giant. So it must have been some soul energy or whatever. But that animating soul energy that was inside the giants when they were killed went straight to hell and, you know, or whatever, into the spiritual realm. And they became demons. This is covered very clearly in the apocryphal text. Now, so when you have a twice dead being cursed by God, when it's killed, the soul energy becomes a demon in the spiritual realm. Demons do not manifest on the earth, contrary to popular Christian belief. Oh, all those aliens up there, they're just a bunch of demons. They are not. No, they are not. Now, are they working for Satan? Pet your sweet bibby. Are all of them? Absolutely not. We know that there are holy watchers because it says so in the book of Daniel. Twice. What were the sons of God that came down into the daughters of men before? You know, they, they conspired amongst one another and said, man, those girls are hot. We got to go down there and do some stuff with them. No wonder God doesn't like sexual immorality. It wasn't until they did it, and then they became cursed. What were they before? Were they, they were watchers after they fell. Oh, that means all watchers are bad. All aliens are watchers. No, it doesn't mean. As soon as you pull out the word all, you're already in error. You've dorked up. I'm sorry if this upsets anybody out there or a listener that's written books and has appeared on, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, whatever radio show or what. It's irrelevant to me. Praise God. All right. So I'm going to share with you out of this book again uh, now uh, out of print and worth a lot of money, although this one's torn up pretty bad. Um, UFOs, aliens, impregnated women, extraterrestrials, and God. Sex with reptilians, aliens, motherhood in the Bible, uh, abductions, and hybrids. Okay, and it catalogs, the first part of the book catalogs all these different types. I mean, they even, they even cover the ones that were, oh gosh, folks. I mean, I could do, wow. Anyway, a lot of shows. So anyway, I'm just going to read the one about the... Uh, so this is the cataloging of the reptilian. It says, Alien Type 2, the reptilians. 
a genetics akin to reptiles. These are highly advanced entities, but viewed as being of a negative, hostile, or dangerous disposition, since they regard humans as a totally inferior race. They would perceive us much as uh, the way that we would perceive a herd of cattle. They are carnivorous in regards to humans. And there is supposedly a driven planetoid, planetoid or asteroid inhabited by 30 million of these lizard folks that is to enter our solar system, and it projects in this particular testimony that it could happen in the mid-90s. A lot of pe- people thought that Halley's Comet had something to do with it, blah, 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 blah. It says, that, but never mind that. It's coming. It's coming soon. Anyway, it says, they consider Earth to be their ancient their own ancient outpost and would expect to have complete control of the entire planet upon their return. Their own planet is becoming unable uh, unable to adequately support life and they need somewhere else to live. These aliens are served by the type A graves, which by the way is accurate. Uh, I'm not going to get into all that. Actually, the hierarchy is Lucifer, Fallen, becomes Satan, the dragon, third of the angels fall, many different species of angelics. The word angel simply means messenger class. It would be like seeing a marine. You're a marine. Well, what is a marine? Are white people marines or black people marines? Are there Indian marines? Are there Chinese marines? What is a marine? What do they look like? Now you're starting to catch on. Any being that is created by the heavenly office of God directly is by its definition a son of God. Are there beings out there that were not directly created by the heavenly office of God? I would submit absolutely. Because there are minor gods that are sent out across the universe is, there's more than one, to plant them. Some of the creator gods create plants. Some of the creator gods create life. Why is there a Neanderthal? Why is there a Cro-Magnon man? Well, the Anunnaki were dorking with them all. They needed to get the gold. They're trying to rescue their planet. You might say, oh, that's all mythology. It's so silly, willy, willy, and all that kind of stuff. No, it's not. Not if you really do your homework. All right, so I'm going to move on. The next one is an interesting tidbit out of this book. By the way, there's enough tidbits out of this book to do 100 shows. But you've got to have the, the mindset that I do. <laughs> but the Lord gave me the mindset over years of time. You have to understand that the universe, we are in a hologram. After the fall of, of Lucifer, the reason why there's confusion and a lot of biblical researchers have debated this why is Jesus referred to as a morning star? Why is Lucifer referred to being in charge of the morning star? Blah, 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 blah. There's confusion there. How could that be? And, of course, some people convoluted and try to make all kinds of entire religions out of nonsense. Oh, Jesus was the brother of Saint and, <clears throat> or Lucifer and this, that, and that. No, he never was. He was begotten of God. Okay, he split his energy. He became, when God created Jesus, he was begotten of God. That is not being created. Now, Lucifer was a created being, and he was incredibly powerful, and absolutely God thought he was awesome. The anointed cherub. 
I mean, there's entire text about this, and in a lot of it it's masked in metaphor, king of Tyre, and all that kind of stuff in the Bible. If you want to learn more about some of the foundational stuff that I'm talking about right now, go out on, on DuckDuckGo and type the Satanic Rebellion Luganbill, L-U-G-I-N-B-I-L-L, Satanic Rebellion Luganbill. Now, that is foundational information. It doesn't go into the expansive nature of the stuff that I'm sharing with you. This was stuff that God showed me over time. But if you want to look at the Bible references, Luganbill did a fabulous job. I tried very hard to get Luganbill to come on the show. We had conversations, and he says, I'm not a show kind of guy. Sorry. I don't even know if he's still alive. Okay. Anyway, then the Lord shows me this, and I just about do a backflip. Now, I'm just going to read it to you. Now, anybody who understands, if you don't understand quantum mechanics, you don't understand quarks and subatomic particles. You don't understand that if you were the size of a boson or whatever, or whatever subatomic particle, let, we'll just pick a quark. It's very popular. Okay, if you were a quark and, you know, you, or you were as small as a quark, you, you could go right through a piece of granite and you would not even know that granite was there. You wouldn't see it. The scientists and the physicists do not understand what holds mass together. Einstein was quoted as saying, we live in a hologram, albeit a very convincing one. He was right. We do. Our Heavenly Father cardened off a section of the universe as a type of a prison. What are we doing here? Why did Jesus have to come and redeem us? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Did we do something wrong? Was it because only what happened in the Adam Adam and Eve story? Really? No. It's much bigger than that. So anyway, um, I'm just going to read this to you because it's mind-bending. Absolutely mind-shattering. Now, I have references. I have testimonies of people that I've spoken to on the phone for over four hours. They have been on the radio show. I've had people call into question their testimony because there's a couple of things that they believe that they feel didn't line up with the Bible very well. Now, what I've learned over the years is that most frequently people's understanding of the Bible is what's an error, not so much the testimony of those who have been taken to heaven, met with Jesus, that kind of thing. At the end of the day, I'm always... I've all, the Lord taught me to reconcile everything instead of saying, oh, that's a bunch of bunk, and just throwing it over, over the – I used to do that, by the way, many, many – you know, 12 years ago, I used to just, oh, this is ridiculous, and I'd take the book and throw it across the room. The Lord taught, told, told me, you know, imparted upon my spirit, do not do that. What my job became was to reconcile it all, to take the information that was obviously there – the testimonies of tens of thousands, if not millions of people across the world, the, archaeology, uh, the archaeological evidence that was indisputable, and figure it out. So hopefully you've digested some of what I just shared because it's foundational for what I'm about to share. 
page 83 of this book says it's talking about the Orions. Okay, evidently this is a race of beings out there. Now, it's very important to understand this. After the Luciferian Rebellion, when God found sin in Satan, the understanding of those who have deep dive studied this stuff, many of which I have spent, well, let me try to do a best guess estimate. Possibly 50, 60 hours on the phone with. One of them has passed away before I got to meet him, which bummed me out. He wanted me to drop everything and quit work and come up to Canada and meet with him, and he was going to train me on, teach me a bunch of stuff. The guy was absolutely amazing, very anointed. But anyway, I'm going to read this to you. So, so anyway, when after the Luciferian Rebellion, and by the way, the wars in the heavens are still in progress. They're still in progress. And it's like, wait a minute, what are you, George Lucas? You know, do you believe, you know, I, you know, I sat in a restaurant and my, my daughter was like, well, if there are, you know, all this, and I'm, I'm like, so you don't think there's a good and a bad? You don't think there's a Darth Vader and a Luke Skywalker? And all of a sudden she understood God and Satan. And it rang a bell. Ding. Then she took my hand and said, let's pray over our dinner. So anyway, um, verse 83, Orions. Some claim that negative entities have been associated with some of the stars in the Orion constellation. Other sources, listen carefully, listen carefully. Other sources claim that the Orion Nebula is a cosmic doorway to infinity or the realm of the creator which transcends the time space matter universe the hologram and which in fact surrounds the physical universe so the glorified universe surrounds the hologram containment zone which we're in now that's why the Bible continuously says over and over again, that which you see is transient, it's temporal. But that which you don't see is real. All right. So anyway, it even goes on to say some astronomers claim that a huge, beautifully illuminated, multicolored light has emerged from the nebula and is on an intercept course with Earth. He even goes on to say, remember this is an unbeliever, he says, could this have something to do with the prophecy in Revelation 21? Since the draconians are attempting to conquer the heavens, they may have made a futile attempts to enter the eternity gate or to intercept the emerging light, war in the heaven between Michael and the dragon. See Revelation chapter 12. That is actually in my hands right now, in a book written by an unbeliever. Now oh, it gets better. You know how God made, made us out of the dust of the earth? What's that all about? Hmm? Now remember that you have to be able to discern through this in order to pick these things up. But this was written by um, 
DBDBDBDB looking for it. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay, Extra, extraterrestrial races outside the military-industrial extraterrestrial complex. All right. Oh, and by the way, the, the one guy I told you about from Canada, Alberta, that passed on, his name is Dr. Jerry Lee. I spent hours and hours and hours, tens of hours. I mean, 50, 60, 70 hours. I don't know. Incredible amounts of time. He showed me the stuff. It was amazing. He said that he was actually taken to Arcturus and met with and met the sons of Arcturus. It says in the book of Job, uh, can you loose the belts of Orion? What? It's a dare. Our Heavenly Father said, can you loosen the belts of Orion, the Orion belt? What does a belt do? Get it? Can you guide the sons of Arcturus? Wait a minute. I thought we were the only sons of God. Well, go to church. That's what you'll hear. Job 9.9, which maketh Arcturus, Orion, Pleiades, and uh, the uh, chambers of the south. By the way, God refers to different parts of the universe as north, south, east, west, that kind of stuff. But we don't pick up on that. We, you know, we got to get things in order. Uh, Job 28, verse 32. Or canst thou guide the sons of Arcturus, guide Arcturus with her sons? It's all in there. Now, God supposedly made us, well, Bible says so, uh, from the dust of the earth, right? These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when the Lord God, Yahweh, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. Okay. Now, I'm just going to read this to you. This is, uh, this is from a testimony from a fellow by the name of Alex Collier. Now, for what it's worth, uh, Brother Robert Vandrius Mitchell believes that Collier was accurate in his estimations of things. But we never got into a discussion about what stuff he was accurate about exactly and to what degree. Was he accurate? Although Mitchell believes that Collier is so accurate that the three-letter agencies keep an eye on him. They don't want his information getting out. What does that mean? I'm not going to get it. I don't, you know, that's, all, that's fine. Now, I, I will read this to you. Now, remember, we were made from the dust of the earth. Why? Why? All right, so I'm going to read this. According to Alex Collier, a total of 22 extraterrestrial races have provided genetic material for the, quote, human, he calls it an experiment, human experiment. So obviously he doesn't really get it. It says, these include reptilians, grazy, Anunnaki races described earlier, as well as those races from the second group that Collier describes as the benevolent races. 22 different genetic races. It says that we, now remember, now in this case Collier is shifting gears and he's talking about humans. He says that we, as a product of extraterrestrial genetic ma manipulation, stop. Is our father, was our father born on the earth? Was Jesus born on the earth? I'm not talking about when he was, when he was incarnated, by, you know, in, in the Mary story and all that kind of stuff, but where was he before he came to the earth? Was he on the earth? Was he born on the earth? 
you got to get things into perspective. You got to understand the earth is, you know, the universe is billions of years old. You got to understand that these, this is talking about a, a very humongous. It's this huge, 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 huge. So Collier goes on and he says that we, as a product of extraterrestrial genetic manipulation, are possessions of a vast gene pool consisting of many different racial memory banks, also consisting of at least 22 different races. Because, now listen, please, whether he's right or wrong about all that, and I know it, a lot of people would take offense to the, the concept of, uh, you know, uh, that we're some sort of a you know, human experiment, but, but wait. Just remember, to certain onlookers, they don't maybe understand everything. You know what I mean? But this is the most important part. You take the earth. You take the dust of the earth. What's in the dust of the earth? The earth has been here for billions of years. Well, some estimate. Definitely many. I would say billions. We know it's hundreds of millions for sure. Now, all that being said, why the dust of the earth? What's up with that? We were fearfully and wonderfully made. It says, listen to this. This is so out of place. But listen to it. It's actually biblical. It says, because our, speaking of the, hum the humans, which, of course, in this case, it's the endemic bloodline, because our generic heritage and because we are spirit, whoa, who told him that? Genesis 2-7, the Lord God Yahweh Elohim breathed the capital S living soul into the nostrils of Adam. That's the spirit of God. That's the God particle. That's what holds it all together. That's why Romans chapter 1 says that man has no excuse. That's why Satan created Darwinism and all the other nonsense. But listen to what it says. Because of our genetic heritage and because we are spirit, unlike all the other beings, the benevolent extraterrestrial races actually view us as being royalty. 1 Peter 2.9. What does it say? It says that you are a royal priesthood. You are a royal priesthood. All right. Praise God for that. I'm going to have to put this book away later. All right. I've got an hour left. How much can I still cover? I don't know. Praise God. <clears throat> so, I uh, I'm gonna have to try to think my way. Oh, I know what I gotta do. I gotta bring up my reptilian alien notes, and I've gotta do this kind of like miraculous thing where I combine stuff, and it's really hard to do it. But I'm gonna try. All right. All right. So this is gonna require me to juggle an awful lot, but I'm going to try. All right. Um, hold on a second. I have to play audio clips that are almost as ancient as the ancient of days. All right. Um, okay. 
I'm looking at some things here, and I want to see. Okay, this this clip, I'm not going to do the really long clip. I could. It's very rare, and I don't think you can find it out on the Internet anymore. But let me look at the time. Oof, that hurts. I'm going to play the short clip. I think it, I think it has some really disgusting things beeped out, too. But I'm going to tell you the things that are really disgusting that I beeped out are really disgusting. But anyway, I'm going to play this. This is Alex Jones going back a long, 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 long time. Here we go. I was so freaked out by it, and I'm going to get into that. John Kerry looked like a certified member of the Adams family. He sat there looking like someone you would see who had a lobotomy. His wife looked completely insane and demon-possessed and mentally ill. The members of the Congress that were pushing the war all looked like disheveled, demonic, uh, ringed-out, uh, you know, bloodless zombies. And Kerry could hardly talk and kept sticking his tongue out over and over again like a lizard. And his face was jiggling like rubber, and he looked like he was about to pass out. And he would look down and actually have to steady himself during testimony. He was about to collapse. And I just realized these are literally demon-possessed creatures. And, and I already knew that, but... But but I, I had to go home, and I could hardly drive home last night. I can't look at John McCain anymore. I mean, he's obviously completely mentally ill. John Kerry, these are flaming nutcases. And remember, what do you expect, folks? It's Skull and Bones. ABC News got video of it. It confirms what Charlotte Iserby leaked to Anthony Sutton, the congressional uh, expert, congressional hearings. Do you know what goes on at Skull and Bones? Well, I have a family audience, so I can't say it. They have rituals, some of the most ancient Egyptian rituals, where they believe they are possessed by entities, basically space aliens, where they believe they are possessed by entities, basically space aliens. When you're look, I don't believe this. Let's be clear. When you look at John Kerry, though, and his 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 tomb mate. George W. Bush and the rest of them, these are people, these are people that had hundreds of times in coffins begging for spiritual entities to possess them. Ah, uh, you picking up on it a little bit? Okay. So basically... One of the things, one of the characteristics that, <clears throat> and I, I can't, I can say that this is an absolute fact with the Draco Tillian beings, which are the most powerful, and um, they have wings and horns, and then, um, and then the other reptilian beings, which, by the way, there's many different ones, and I'll explain that in a second. But um, why don't I just go ahead and explain it real quick. So basically, 400,000 years ago, when the various Anunnaki leaders were trying to create slave races, they would manipulate the DNA of these, I believe, of themselves. They would take 
underprivileged groups and dork around with their DNA and try to create slave races, which explains why many of them, if not gazillion, I don't even know how many different races there are, but there are many, 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 many different races of reptilian beings. I'm going to cover that in a second. But the um, so there's your explanation. Now, the Dracos are second in command to, to Satan. They are the most powerful, bar none. Very powerful. These are fallen seraphim, dragon creatures. Jesus said, oh, ye vipers, we are given power over serpents and scorpions. And I'm like, serpents and scorpions? What's up with that? That's what he was talking about. So here you hear Alex Jones, of all people, flipping out over the stuff that he learned goes on in Skull and Bones. And by the way, the part that he left out, and now that the kids are gone, was ha- these men have – it's disgusting – but basically sodom- sodomy stuff inside of coffins full of human excrement. And they roll around in it. And like you said, beg for alien entities, alien beings to possess them so they can have an eternal life. Now, one of the things is that these beings, even in their fallen state, I don't entirely understand it, but I know it's a fact, is they shapeshift. Now, now, Paul said I, you know, something along the lines that I'm paraphrasing. You know, we shouldn't be surprised about it because even Satan himself can transform himself into an angel of light. Okay. So there's, there you got the concept of Satan. And when Satan manifests, by the way, in, in a uh, like black mass or witch coven thing or whatever, when he shows up, it's very much like they depict him on Fox on these various, you know, Shows called Lucifer and stuff like that. He shows up as a very good-looking man, human. However, according to Elaine from the book, uh, He Came to Set the Captives Free, written by Rebecca M. Brown, M.D., who we almost got on the radio show, but then she I didn't know how old she was and found out later that she passed away because we kept on bugging him. But she went home. Praise God. Good for her. Elaine, who is a mother goddess... Um, had relations with Satan while he was in his really good-looking man Fox TV series-looking state. But she said that at the point of fill-in-the-blank, um, he converted into his actual Satanic-looking self. And it horrified her. Of course, it should have. And these were some of the things that led to her ultimately giving her life to Jesus. So this, what we got here is seraphim, who evidently are very powerful fallen angelic beings, and they have the ability to manipulate the hologram that we're in. This also explains time travel and some other concepts that with sufficient electromagnetic power, like the Montauk chair, etc., they're able to move and bend time-space and move very rapidly 
in what we would consider to be intergalactic travel. Now, the point I'm trying to make here is this is part of the shape-shifting thing. Now, how all that exactly happens, I don't think anybody except God himself knows. And quite frankly, I'm not all that interested in it. But I am – I do praise God that the – that it, w- that it was imparted upon my heart that we are in a hologram. I understand quantum physics. I understand that uh, Carrie, what's her name from uh, uh, Project Camelot? I forget the last name. Um, she um, said on a, on a particular show, uh, and I oh gosh, I wonder if I have it. Um, Camelot. Oh gosh, I have so many here. Anunnaki aliens, Anunnaki slave race. Oh, wait a minute. No, this isn't it. No, 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 no. It's some good stuff, though. Boy, I could do shows. I could do entire shows of some of the most amazing. There's all this stuff. The censors is all gone. There used to be a dedicated YouTube channel, the shape-shifting reptilian showing up on TV, and the way that the light would hit them and the way that the digital cameras would, they would, they would, you could see their attributes. I have on tribulation-now.org, as a matter of fact, the, the first p- picture in the slideshow for this, for anybody who listens to it online, right off Blog Talk Radio, that's, that's that eye, that's, that eye that is in the shape of a serpent, the pupils in the shape of a serpent, that's Biden. That's Joe Biden's eye. And the people made a TikTok video. They filmed it on their television. They're saying they're going like, what the heck is going on here? What's going on with his eye? His eye is, what is that? What is that? Of course, I knew. So I grabbed it. Um, so anyway, let me see if I can find some other stuff here. Hold on. Oh, but now that we've, oh, gosh, there's so much. Oh, my gosh, there's so much. Oh, my gosh, there's so much. There's so much. You've got, hold on a second here. Here we go. Here we go. Nope, 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 nope. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let me see if I can find this. Wait a minute. There it is. All right, listen to this. This is Dr. Bill Deagle when he was on our show talking about when he first met. Now, remember, Bill Deagle is interesting because he has a powerful gift of discernment. Anyway, um, he worked for three-letter agencies, and he would be called in to things that no other person would be allowed to be a part of, you know, that kind of thing. Anyway, I'm just going to play this. Two very prescient examples, because I know we talked about Hillary Clinton, where they basically said, now, if she goes for the uh, nomination for uh, the 2016 presidency in the Democratic Party, she's got major groups are now coming behind her. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. And so he, she, her family are the Rodhams. The Rodhams have been known as high-level satanic ritual abuse, pedophile, flesh-eating Satanists for hundreds and hundreds of years. Hillary Clinton, she was thousands of times more evil than any other individual I've ever met on, in a palpable, dark majesty of evil, liquid, satanic Lilith, daughter of Lucifer himself. Wow. Okay. Wow. Did you, look her, in, did her you hand, look her in the eye? Yes, I looked in her eye, straight in her eye, mm-hmm. and what I saw was not a diminutive, you know, relatively short, uh, plainly dressed, but, you know, cold-faced. Her hand was as cold as a wet mackerel, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and her stare was like looking right into, into death. Mm-hmm. But when I looked at her, I could see in the other dimensional plane, 
uh, not a five foot three or four diminutive female, I saw a 14 to 16 foot Draco reptilian monstrosity. Okay. Um, you know, you get little tidbits of this stuff if you pay attention. Like, here's uh, a New Zealand prime minister known as John Key. Listen to what he says. John Key's been implicated in an international conspiracy and taken it in good heart. Like Barack Obama and the Queen, he's been asked to prove he's not part of a group of alien reptiles who have taken over the world. Prime Minister received an Official Information Act request for any evidence to disprove the theory that Key is in fact a shape-shifting reptilian alien, ushering humanity towards enslavement. His office couldn't produce the goods, but Key fought back with this. I've taken unusual steps to seeing not only a doctor but a vet, and both have confirmed that um, no, I'm not a reptile. I'm certainly not an alien. I've never been in a spaceship. I don't have a little green suit. I've never been to outer space. Uh, I don't know if you heard that, but uh, that doesn't make you smile. <laughs> ah, unbelievable. So, if that ain't enough, hold on a second. H-E-B. There we go. All right, so listen to this. This is a little comment from a media personality reporting on the Charlie Hebdo attack. Hopefully you remember Charlie Hebdo. They upset the Muslims. There was a big attack. I don't know. It was a setup. There was all kinds of crisis actors involved, and it was creepy. But anyway, let's, let's listen to this little snippet. He is a Paris-based American journalist for the Daily Beast. She's written about this, and she joins me from Paris. You talked, uh, Dana, to some of these French Muslims who say this was all a conspiracy. What do they mean? Well, um, I went out to what they call the suburbs of France, which are not what Americans think of as suburbs. They're really the housing projects. They're outside Paris, and there are a couple areas inside Paris where a lot of poor Muslims live. And I talked to a cross-section of mainly French-Algerian young men who said... It was pretty much, they felt, the attacks were actually a conspiracy by the Jews to make Muslims look bad. And they told me that they, one person told me that, in fact, they weren't just regular Jews that were doing this. In fact, they were a race of magical Jews, shape-shifting Jews that were master manipulators and could be everywhere at the same time. Interesting because we know that there are Jews that are not Jews. In fact, many of the leading murderous killers that are very famous for World War II Nazi Germany and the Final Solution were actually Jews that are not Jews, like George Soros. Of course, when people comment about things like Zelensky being a Jew while he's wearing a swastika, they get confused. I don't, because our Bible tells us there are Jews that are not Jews. This is very fascinating. This is from a uh, scientist who I have done quite a bit of homework on. And um, hold on a second. Let me see. Oh, gosh. Please tell me it's not that long. Hold on. Oh, there's only one. 
Ah, oh, doggone it. That one's really long. All right, I'm going to play it. Um, you know, just because, okay, so this this is, um, I don't think it's Al Blylick. I forget. There were two people that worked together in Montauk. Now, Robert Vandrews Mitchell has some opinions about some of this stuff that I don't agree with for my own reasons. But that's okay. I, you know, he had his experiences and he admits, you know, that he's still trying to decipher and remember the things that happened to him. I'm just going to play this snippet because let me tell you something, you're going to be very hard pressed to find anything like this on the internet anywhere. And I had been doing deep, 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 deep dive research on this subject. Now, before I hit that, though, I am going to remind you by playing it. Warning. Hold on a second. Um, Fox News. Okay, it's killing me here. Uh, I'll try one more time. Reptilian. I-N-V-A-S. Ooh, I might have a hit. Yeah. Okay, so here is an actual report. Now, what they do is they hide, hide the truth in plain sight. But we know that. And I'm trying to watch the time. Uh, this is Shepard Smith. Now, I know there's been some controversy over him, and he's somewhere else now and all that kind of blah, 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 blah. But he used to be one of the most popular uh, personalities on Fox News. Listen to this little ditty that he actually said live during his segment on Fox News. He said it, not me. Here we go. So it turns out that if aliens ever show up here on Earth, little green men might be the least of our problems. A new study indicates that instead, they'll probably be more like super intelligent dinosaurs, as smart and as cunning as humans. As one scientist put it, we would be better off not meeting them. Sleep tight. Remember what I read to you in the book? That there are there are supposedly okay. So just a little re, re, you know, um, they are negative and hostile and dangerous dispositions since they regard humans as a totally inferior race. They would perceive as much as the uh, much the way that we would perceive a herd of cattle. They are carnivorous in regard to humans. They are supposedly a driven planetoid or asteroid inhabited by 30 million of these lizard folks that are supposed to. And it says when they get to the Earth, they will see Earth as their own ancient outpost and they will expect to take over the planet. Did you hear what Shepard Smith just said? Oh, but there's so many of them on the earth right now. Ah. They, see, the arrival of, so, Jesus said in Matthew twenty four twenty nine. he says, and they will see the sign of the Son of Man in the sky. Uh, now, I'm not going to quote the whole thing and discuss that. I don't have time for that. But I'm pointing out to you that that is Nibiru. Now, the Nibiru, okay, so there's a lot of debate and, and whatever, and it's, it's not all that important. But the arrival of these beings is associated with – and you might say, well, where is it now? Well, all this stuff that they call global warming – it's really catastrophic climate change, and it has to do with the arrival of the solar system. We'll just call it the Nibiru solar system. Anyway, 
it has five to seven planets that are moving around them. Some of them call it nemesis, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's referred to as the destroyer of nations in Jeremiah. I think it's four verse five or somewhere around there. You can look it up. Um, but and don't even get me going on the Colbrin Bible and all the references that are there. It, this stuff is all over the place if you search on it. And, and, but you've got to research this stuff. But I did want to play the little snippet there from Fox News. Looking at the time. Okay, I'm going to hit the other one. It's time-consuming, but these are scientists. They're being filmed. This is an extremely rare. This is so. This is so rare. It's unbelievable. Uh, sorry about the ding, ding, dings. It's because I'm mistyping something. I'm going to play this for you. You may never hear this again anywhere else. These are a couple of scientists having a discussion. They are literally sitting un, in the underground base in a scientific uh, facility. Um, there, I, I, I come, I, I come from a background of extremely high tech, where I used to work with very old high tech equipment, very similar to this equipment that was used in the scientific rooms in Montauk. I'm familiar with it. I've seen it before. Now, don't. I'm not saying I've been at Montauk. I'm just letting you know that I was able to watch this and know that it was legit. I could just see the equipment and everything, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. They couldn't have mocked it up on a Hollywood scene with such accuracy. It would not simply be possible. And these men are filming... The commentary, and I, I apologize, I wish I could remember the name. It's not Al Blylick. Maybe it is Blylick. But anyway, I'm just going to play this for you, okay? I gave it the little mini title, Reptilians and Greys at Montauk. Listen to this. Um, but there are, um, the Preston's got three or four stories, and I, I don't mean to say a story per se, but cataloging of some of his memories regarding mm -hmm. some, of, some of the, the forms you involved in mm -hmm. mm. Well, if in the mid-70s, <clears throat> you went down to about the second and third level underground at Montauk, this stretched out for miles as you got down. You know, each level built bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. In the bottom level, maybe were five miles square on a side. Mm -hmm. In the second and third levels, all of a sudden, there appeared in the mid-70s the UFO underground, mm. a disc-shaped flying saucer. It's somehow we believe this is one of the saucers that were trapped in the Eldridge experiment. Huh. And, you know, Duncan says the potential life itself, it took a number of years to appear. All of a sudden, in the mid-70s, 75, 76, there it was, solid. Hmm. And it was sitting in a huge magnetite deposit. There's, there's a lot of magnetite out of Montauk. Hmm. This, for some reason, disturbs the anti-gravity drive of the UFO, so it couldn't get out. It was stuck there. So, of course, this would be the first alien involvement. Yeah, spacecraft out there. Mm -hmm. Alien-constructed spacecraft. Now, of course, there are some live aliens taken out of that thing. Al Bielek can tell you quite a nice story that he was involved in communicating with the aliens out that were underground. Mm -hmm. Now, Later on, 
the whole Montauk project, when we started to go deeper into the mind aspect and the time aspect, mm -hmm. there was a lot of implementation of alien technology at Montauk. I personally believe that Montauk was most likely a test bed for some of the technology interchange between the aliens and the U.S. government. Mm -hmm. That they were trying out a lot of these great ideas they got. They're also trying to replicate systems and technologies they had on the captured crashed UFOs. Also, I can remember I had an office in the radar tower. It was the first office on the second floor in the back. Mm -hmm. Next to my office was another office, and I remember, I swear on a stack of Bibles, I remember a lizard man mm -hmm. in that office. It was His Highness Draco something. I can't remember the other name. Mm -hmm. And he was about six foot, seven foot tall, had sort of like scaly skin, humanoid. He walked erect like we do. He had mm -hmm. two arms, two legs. He had a tail, but it really didn't show most of the time. Mm -hmm. He had somewhat of a humanoid face, strange eyes, a big mouth, and, you know, looked like what you would expect if you're going to put together a lizard man. Mm -hmm. There was a being on Star Trek called, called the Gorn that Captain mm -hmm. uh, Kirk fought mm -hmm. on this planet. This man that I w worked next to sort of resembled that being. Mm -hmm. Now, how did that strike you? Did, I mean, I didn't that would that have to be to a traumatic experience. No, not you? I didn't have that much to do with it. Mm -hmm. I call it it. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure whether it was he or she. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have that much to do with it. But you accepted it. his presence as something well, normal for What else do you do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're working next to this thing. True. <laughs> you know, how are you? How are you? you know, that's <laughs> when I go out for coffee, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. He spoke in a hissy voice. You know, hissed a lot. Uh -huh. And sort of sounded like he was loud whispering most of the time. Uh -huh. and then we had those little ugly things. The gray type? Yeah, and then we had the five-footers and the three-footers. You used to, get away, you bother me. Oh, yeah. You know, that was the way you handle those. No thing smelled. In fact, there's a uh, there's an odd recollection I have for both the uh, reptilian man and the greys, the little greys. The little greys, I think the idea that's floating around the UFO community that they absorb their food through the skin and excrete through the skin is correct. Mm -hmm. Because my memories of those greys stunk to high heaven. They smelled like bowel and fecal matter mm -hmm. and urine. And we used to regularly, if they if we had to work with them, we'd pick the thing up physically and throw it in the shower and wash it. <laughs> because we couldn't take the odor of it. And one day, I don't know who it was, got the bright idea, well, after we clean it, we'll spray them we'll with Lysol. Maybe they'll smell better for a while. They got him drunk. <laughs> he loved the Lysol. The greys are going to the commissary, getting cans of Lysol, spraying themselves with it. They loved it. And then... Even though it was two stories, it's a good laugh, right? I don't know. It's been great. Great entertainment. And then the other thing that we ran across, I needed some sodium hydroxide for a special soldering project. Of course, we all know Drano is essentially sodium hydroxide. So I went to the commissary, got a can of Drano. So I took a glass, put some water in it, dissolved the Drano in it. I was using this as flux of solid wood. His Highness Draco comes in, <laughs> and he said, more! 
are really horrible. Now, granted, in that particular case, you were listening to Preston Nichols. He was, he had mentioned Al Bilek. They are well-known scientists that were directly affiliated with, um, uh, and thank you, Justin, uh, directly affiliated with the Montauk Project heavily, heavily, very heavily. Um, the fact that I was able to get a hold of that it's actually kind of miraculous. And, you know, in a lot of ways you might say, well, that's kind of hard to believe. But really, when you think about it, maybe not so much. Because we don't really know. You know, we're just listening to the testimony of somebody who actually had to work beside them. Now, there's no doubt, uh, you know, given enough testimonies and enough research, that you would discover that what's called mill labs, okay, these are where these are special black ops labs that are usually underground base located, and it's where the United States military they call it the military industrial extraterrestrial complex works um, with these entities to some extent or another. Now I have so much information about that, and I've studied so much of it. Matter of fact, oh gosh. I don't have time to go into all of it. Uh, trying to think about whether or not I want to play this. Let me just say you need to brace yourself. Now, I will tell you that this individual came forward and uh, denied her testimony after giving her testimony, which, of course, to me, makes absolute sense because these entities would absolutely not want this person's testimony to get out. Regardless of what you think of David Icke, and yes, his book, The Greatest Secret, or something like that, greatly disparages anything having to do with Christianity. And the reason is because Icke's concept of Christianity comes from his research of the Roman Catholic Church. And he discovered that they were murderous, horrific, horrible, demonic in their behaviors, over hundreds of years of time. So naturally, he assumed that Christianity was a setup um, to manipulate and control mankind. So when I read the book, The Greatest Secret, I just flipped past those paragraphs, you know, those sections of the book, because I knew 
where his confusion came in. However, I can tell you that uh, there are things that you would learn in that book that you might not wish you had learned. They have in certain military bases woodpecker crates, that's what they call them, where they put babies and they periodically electrocute them all at the same time. Where did the babies come from? Catholic adoption agencies. Catholic adoption agencies. Does that mean that the people that are sitting there handling the adoption stuff are in on it? No. But that's how the black ops get a hold of these. And they ultimately, these are to create alien-human hybrids. These are used, it's just absolutely terrible. As a matter of fact, in the Hall of Horrors, which is one of the levels underneath Dalsey, they feed these, the reptilians walk freely around, I think it's level six. Um, and by the way, there's one side of level six or whatever where it's come, you can't go there. You're not allowed to. They, they watch everything. There's cameras everywhere. Okay, and, uh, you know, they've got, you know, reptilians and greys and stuff walking around. You might say, well, what's up with that? Well, here's the thing. Like I said, Satan, Lucifer, Satan, okay, is at the top of the power. Then come the Dracos. Those are the ones with the wings. They look like a mothman with the they got the horns. Um, by the way, there are certain, like, George Lucas films and stuff like this that have um, mock-ups or whatever, Dracos, in the actual, because, you know, they're just, all it is is stuff that's part of the Luciferian Rebellion. Now, did it go down exactly like that? I'm not saying that. All right, but I do know a lot of stuff about Geiger and how they created the Alien series. <sighs> anyway. Oh, I'm running out of time. Dag on it. Um, I have so much more I could – unbelievable amount of stuff. I, I wonder if I can – here. Hold on a second. Okay, here we go. I'm going to play – let me look at these the time on these snips. Okay, we got one minute, six seconds, and one thirty-three second clip. Two of them. I am warning you. I am warning you now. You cannot unhear this. You cannot unhear this. If there are any children listening, they need to be removed from their ability to hear what I'm about to play. Okay? Now, this woman goes by various names to cover her identity for obvious reasons. And they did get to her and told, basically, I'm sure they threatened her life if she didn't retract her testimony. But Ike got a hold of her. And I believe, oh, I don't, I have the DVD here behind me. But anyway, um, I'm just going to play, I'm going to play these clips because I want you to understand how sick and evil, the level of evil, until you hear this, fully appreciate how horrible, how evil Klaus Schwab is, how horrible and how evil Obama is, how horrible and how evil these entities are. You're just not going to get it. 
the way that they maintain their shape in the hologram, our hologram, as a human, once they've been gone through the ritual ceremonies to fully, perfectly possesses Dr. I'm sorry, Father Malachi Martin made, said it. That's how he put it. There are people out there that are perfectly possessed. He didn't use the reptilian word. He knew about Nibiru and all that. The, the In the whole horrors, they feed babies to these reptilians. Okay? But it's worse than that. When they... They need adrenochrome. Okay, the reason why in Satanism they have what's known as sex magic, and they also have human ritual sacrifice. The horror. So, so there's something in common with that moment in time that a man and woman are together that you know people know about. That moment in time, there is a surge of adrenaline that fills the blood in, 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 in a remarkable quantity. Similarly, when a sacrificial event is occurring, the sacrifice of a human being, the horror that enters into their bodies also causes that same surge of adrenaline to enter into the blood. That causes what's what's commonly referred to as adrenochrome. That's what they call it. It's adrenaline. It's blood infused with a, a remarkable amount of adrenaline. Supposedly, they've even figured out ways after the ceremony to take the blood, which they capture, by the way. So if you have ever, unfortunately, been like me and studied some of these things, it's pretty sickening. It's very sickening. But anyway, they they need the blood. That's why Al Gore was stopped in the airport. They found he had bags of blood. And he told them some big fat lie about that he was a hemophiliac and somehow pulled it off and got it through TSA. Okay? But of course everybody like downplays it. Oh, that never happened. Fact checker, fact checker, fact checker, fact checker. Liar, liar, liar. Liars are cast into the lake of fire. I'm going to play two clips just to give you – it's pretty disgusting, folks, but I, I think this was – this is what uh, – okay, so what is a mother goddess? A mother goddess is like Elaine in the book, He Came to Set the Captives Free. What happens is the Satanist will have – they will make babies, but they will keep them out of the purview of society. Nobody will know that the baby is being made. While the baby is in the womb, they bequeath the baby and commit it to Satan, and then it becomes a mother goddess, if, it, if it's a female. And they use the mother goddess to, do, to head up very, very, very dark ceremonies. It's like the master of the ceremony, the mother goddess. That's what Elaine was, by the way, in the book, He Came to Set the Captives Free. Praise God that Rebecca was able to get her, and the Lord touched her. It was an event that happened with some angels when they were sent by Satan to go kill some Christians. Long story, highly recommend the book. Very powerful. I want to play you this, these two snippets. Listen to this testimony from a mother goddess that I got a hold of. Um, when they 
when they, the victims are starting to be sacrificed, it's the scent of the blood. And they start shape-shifting at that point in time. And they can hardly wait to get to the blood. There's, it's, it's like it, they're addicted to the, to the blood. And um, then the consumption of human flesh. Can the consumption of human flesh, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, and she goes on here in this second loop. Uh, and uh, consume human flesh? There are certain times when they will actually do a sacrifice or there will have been someone doing a sacrifice and it's not happening fast enough for them. So they will step in and finish it themselves because the sacrifice has, the ritual has to be gone through. It's sacrificially, I mean ritualistically, it has to have been gone through. And they will step right in and just start tearing this, this, the throat out. And um, they're getting all this blood from the jugular vein at the same time. And that has happened when they, when there are many there that are going to be sacrificed and they just can't wait. And then tearing into um, the contents of, of the... Uh... All right. So I cut it off before it got even more disgusting. <laughs> if that isn't disgusting enough. So, um, so anyway, um, you know, the person's nom de plume or whatever, Arizona Wilder, but, you know, it goes by other names and yada, yada, blah, blah. And then later came out and supposedly tried to recant it, but I already knew that stuff. Uh, but, um, yeah, pretty sickening, pretty twisted, but that's what we're dealing with here, folks. These, these are extremely evil. Now, oh, and by the way, LV Zapata. Um, like him, love him, adore him, whatever, had some visions that were given to him by the Lord, and he gave testimony to those uh, on this radio show many years ago. And he was taken into the Great Tribulation, and he said he saw people in our neighborhoods shapeshift back into reptilians, and they would chase families through parks and try to eat them. This kind of stuff is going to be happening during the Great Tribulation. They're all around us, folks. The, the movie They Live, okay, is extremely prophetic. Extremely prophetic. Now, there's different types, as I've mentioned, of these reptilian beings. There were ones that were told to Bill Schnobelin. We've had him on the program. Anyway, where he uh, he had been given information regarding uh, a portion underneath the, the Mormon tabernacle in Utah. There's an underground section of that where he has uh, personally met people and they have given him testimony that there are reptilian beings that walk around freely in those under uh, under the tabernacle. Now, I don't know anything more than that because that's all he said about it. All right. 
But I'm going to read you some other things. You've also got uh, – hold on a second. Now I'm, now I'm getting to that Alex Jones thing where I'm reaching for various papers. Oh, gosh. Here's my Tower Hill insurance bill. Oh, gosh. All right. Okay, so um, the underground catacombs of the Los Angeles lizard people, all right, says – the Underground Tunnels of the Lizard People, G. Warren Schuffelt from 1933, this person writes in this, in this particular historical document. One of the more colorful urban legends of Los Angeles is that there are lizard people, an advanced race of, human, of, of humans who created an underground city here some 5,000 years ago. Um, I don't know why it says humans. It says, um, according to the story, incalculable riches and gold tablets with the origins of human civilization were carved into them, just waiting to be discovered by some savvy treasure hunter. Okay, let's see what, what this I, – I, I tried to print this out at the last minute. It says, this super race allegedly related to the Mayans had purportedly fled catastrophic meteor shower and several – um, such uh, communities along the Pacific Coast. Uh, it says the so-called lizard people. Okay, so these were not humans; these were reptilians. Okay, so he originally started calling them humans. I don't know how he made that connection, but anyway, he says that they have a tunnel tunnel facility underneath Los Angeles, 285 tunnels and chambers, and they were enough to accommodate thousands of families of these creatures. All right, and it goes and he, he 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 it says Shuffelt's quest for the lizard people, golden treasures, blah blah blah, it, you know all this kind of stuff. But um, anyway, you can do some homework on your own just by typing uh, the underground. Just type underground Los Angeles lizard uh, or reptilians, and you, but duck duck go, folks, duck duck go. This has all been censored. This has all been censored, okay? So this is another permutation, another race of these beings located underneath Los Angeles. You've also got the mysterious Nagas, or serpent people, who live in secret in underground cities underneath ancient India, or current India today. And that's one of the reasons why they have so many... Depictions of various dragon creatures and stuff. Ancient legends of serpent people, they go on. They call them the Nagas or the snakes. Uh, in India, the Amaru of South America, Quetzalcoatl, the plumed serpent. So it goes on even into South America, China, or perhaps the adder snakes in Britain. Serpents of wisdom were welcomed by the indigenous people who worshipped them. This, goes, this is all attached to so many ancient civilizations that worshipped these dragon creatures. Don't get me going on China, but it goes back into the the, Indi the Indian people got so many, they have so many gods you can't keep track of all of them. They're so evil. So very evil. But the Naga serpent creatures are also well known. Uh, I would submit, now it, sa it says it's associated with Hindu mythology, but I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not mythology. Now, looking at the time, I'm going to share with you one last piece of information, but I do have enough to fill up. Boy, do I have more. Wait a minute. Oh, no. Oh, crap. Oh, darn it. Sorry, Sorry for saying crap. Um, anyway, um, darn. 
Okay, I'm wondering if I can share this. Oh, man. Ten minutes and I'm out of time. I'm going to try. Let me see if I can find it. Scrolling, scrolling as quick as I can. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Okay. Okay. Blue on the programs. i got to find it. Rebel Angels, Ascended Masters, Ashtar Command, blah, blah, blah. Reptilians and Greys succumbed. Ten horns, these are of one mind. Oh, yeah, the horns in Revelation 17. I've hypothesized and believe, still believe that it says the ten, in Revelation 17, verse 12, it says, the ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. Um, contrary to popular Christian revelation folks' beliefs, <laughs> look, they had no power. It says they don't have a kingdom as yet. The theory that comes from those who have studied the book of Revelation and sell you their 3995 version their theory is that these are that, that the world is be, will be broken up into ten kingdoms. But wait, if it is, they would already have power. It says right here the ten horns are ten kings who have not received. They have they have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour, which is the length of the great tribulation. That is another metaphor for the length of the great tribulation, three point five years. These are of one mind. They have a hive mind. Okay, and they will give give their power and authority to the beast, which will be Satan inside of, I believe, Obama. A couple more. The Testament of Reuben from the Dead Sea Scrolls. Therefore, flee fornication, my children, and command your wives and your daughters. And that they adorn not their heads and their faces, because every woman who deceitfully does these things is reserved to everlasting punishment, uh, says, for thus they allured the watchers before the flood, as they continued to be held, they fell into desire for each one of them, and uh, uh, and they conceived the act in their mind, and changed themselves into the shape of men. Shapeshifters. The Testament of Amaran, the Dead Sea Scrolls, says, out of the Dead Sea Scrolls, Testament of Amran, A-M-R-A-M, I saw watchers in my vision. I asked them, you, who are you? And they answered and said, we have been made masters and rule over the sons of men. I raised my eyes and saw one of them. His looks were frightening like those of a viper. Please take a look at the photograph of Joe Biden. Look at his eyes, please, like those of a viper. It's a dead giveaway. Okay? So many more I could go into. So many more. I just don't have time. But I'm going to share this one last thing in the last five minutes. You remember back... Oh, goodness gracious, it was a while back, 20, 
I don't remember how far back. I just don't remember. It's it a long time ago. But do you, oh, 2010 occurred in 2010. It was called the Los 33 or the 33 Chilean miner miners. Remember that? 33 miners were stuck in mines in Chile. But what was really strange is that NASA took control of the recovery of the miners. I don't know if I can read this fast enough. Okay, but anyway, let's see here. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead without actually – I'm going to tell you that what actually happened without going and reading the whole document because the whole document is several long pages long. And it describes the testimonies of the people who were given testimonies of families and friends, according to the, the close people to the Los 33 friends and family, and some who simply overheard the story circulating around. The incident was no simple cave-in. This accounting has been pieced together from various conversations and emails and written letters. Apparently, while searching for a source of vein of gold, one of the minor detachments blasted through a wall of rock and discovered an enormous natural cavern on the other side of the walls with over a dozen thick veins of gold and precious metals. The detached members were quite happy, and some of the men broke protocol by changing into the room with a pickaxe. Word spread quickly like bad air. Someone said soon dozens of miners were all over the cavern entrance picking at the gold. Uh, many of them making lots of noise, doing their job, etc., etc. And, and then everything quieted down a bit. Uh, everyone was very happy. And, um, and it says one of Okay, it says, uh, by the time that they got to the location of the screaming, okay, so it says most of the miners were spooked and ran uh, until they heard screams coming from the cavern, okay? So everyone was happy until they heard screams coming from the cavern. Most of the miners were spooked and ran back to the mines, except for a detachment uh, uh, ordered men from his team to come and help the screaming men. By the time they got to the location of the screaming, it was too late. They found four or five men, and it was hard to tell uh, who was who uh, if all the parts are still there. There, in pools of splattered blood. It was a gory mess, said someone. One of the de- detachment crew had gotten blood all over himself, had, had slipped in a puddle of it, and they lost their wits while they were trying to wipe the blood from their face and, and, and with a fresh hand, hand, handkerchief, which was later confiscated by the, uh, the NASA for DNA testing. Basically, when they had broken into that new part of the cavern where the gold was located, they were attacked by reptilian beings and ripped to shreds. Some of them didn't make it. Now, why would the National Aeronautic and Space Association be there? Well, you know, if you check the fact checkers, they would say that never happened. I can tell you as a fact, I dug into this very heavily. And I can tell you as a fact that I have an article right here in my hands, and it says, How NASA Helped the 33 Chilean Miners. It goes this is actually an article okay that I pulled from a local newspaper in English down in South America talking about NASA's involvement in rescuing the 33. Now, if anybody out there even vaguely understands how the black ops and the military extraterrestrial industrial complex handles <clears throat> handles um, uh, uh, alien encounters down – oh, and I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but you can search on uh, 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 Amazon for a book called Fallen Angel. But the military code word, believe it or not, 
there's a book out there called Fallen Angel. You can look it up. And it's the testimony of a fellow who was involved in the recovery of a downed spaceship. They call them the, – the code word used by the black ops for these spaceships when they crash is fallen angel. That's the code word that they use. What's the, the National Aeronautical and Space Association running? See, if you know how they handle a downed spaceship, they block it off. They carton it off. It's just like a scene out of uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You understand? We're dealing with some really creepy stuff going on out there right now, and we're getting really close to the very end. And we don't want to be here for, you know, the really ugly. So get close to Jesus. Spend a lot of time in prayer. I pray in the name of Jesus that this helped you in some way or another to understand the gravity, the darkness of Klaus Schwab, the WF, Obama, the Global Santana Crime Syndicate, and what we are up against here on this earth. And without the protection of the blood of Jesus, without the protection of our Heavenly Father, until he that restrains is taken out of the way, Second Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verse 3, roughly, without that protection, look out, folks. It's going to be really horrible. Hang in there. Get close to the Lord. Seek Jesus with all of your heart. 987. We're about to go off live stream, and then i got to hit the sack because i got to wake up tomorrow and have a lovely day at work. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you all for joining us. I pray in the name of Jesus that all of you are anointed with the presence of the Holy Spirit and the holy fire of God protects you and surrounds your house, your family, and everyone that is involved in your life. May you be blessed and make the barley harvest in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God bless you all.